Dude, that purple hair. I fucking love it, man. Every time I see it, because it's almost like a midnight blue. It's almost there. But yeah, I'm sure she, this. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say she put like a drop or two of black in the dye when she did the roots and the sides. Mm-hmm. So it actually all blends together really well. I do like it because I saw the picture you posted the other day when you were out in the sun and it's like a very vibrant purple. Like I was because yeah. when we saw you on recording, it's like like I was saying, almost like a midnight blue. And then when you posted a picture outside, I was like, oh, snap. It is very purple. It's also very long now. You how much did you I know you hit over 6000, right? Yeah, it was uh, just under 6700. I think it was 6649. Dude, that's, that's so awesome. fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But what I didn't know, like when I got there, I didn't know it was that big of a deal because yeah. I was in a smaller team. But when I got there and like they read my total off, they were like, that's in- like, that's incredible. And I looked and it- they didn't have the right total. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so it was like it was about a grand less oh, than wow. what I wow. actually had. And I was like, if you update your list, it's actually this amount and then people started coming over that were organizing it and it was like oh so this is like more of an anomaly than i anticipated it being and i just bounced around to the um the different pages for the different walks in nova scotia and i think that was the top one. Oh shit howdy what's going on troy oh got nothing can't no. hear you yet <laughs> we'll get there we got, we'll look, figure it out God, I, it's I, I have to remind myself that troy's on the other side of the world know, from us it's dark because it's dark here and it's what afternoon morning there oh no oh there we go there, there we go, we go. Yay. Yay. troy thank you so much for joining us man we really appreciate it g'day yeah cheers thanks for having me Oh, oh absolutely. of course. Anytime. Um, so, Troy, uh, we, I was just wondering this. I know it's night here. It's nine o'clock. W- what time is it where, you, where you're at in Australia? Uh, two o'clock. So two o'clock Saturday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 2 p.m. That is not 2 a.m. <laughs> I, I can appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, uh, Troy, my name's Ricky Hayes. Uh, this is my wife, Karina Hayes. Um, and then uh, the other bald gentleman with a beard is Josh. And then, of course, Tony is who you've been talking with and, and uh, going back and forth with. Uh, thank you so much for com- coming on. We yeah. really do appreciate it. Yeah, no dramas. Thanks for having me once again. And uh, yeah, I came to talk all things challenge related anyway <laughs> and maybe not <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> well you know what we we will definitely be talking about the challenge to talk about challenge australia um talking a little bit about ninja warrior but we also kind of want to be able to give people um the story of troy before you came on tv kind of give them some background information of who you are and what kind of gives you the drive that you have that we've all you know been witness to because absolutely blown away by <laughs> yeah like some of your performances uh well, I mean, not some all of the performances we've seen are, are quite impressive and almost legendary i would yeah. say and we're gonna dive into that uh troy first off um we have it listed that you were born in rye victoria is that correct that is most certainly correct Oh, nice. wow. Victoria on the Mornington Peninsula, just a coastal town, just about an hour, hour and a half south of Melbourne. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's on the southern part of Australia. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm not very geographically sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's pretty much the southernmost tip before you get to Tasmania, if you count that as Australia still, because that's a forgotten land of, <laughs> of Australia. <laughs> 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 
So growing up in uh, in Victoria, uh, you know, as a kid, what what did you want to do? What did you want to be when you grew up? Like, what were your passions? Yeah, who knows? Hey, I did um, as a kid have <laughs> a passion for movement. So I've always done gymnastics as a kid. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for about, oh, geez, God knows now. Well, since I was five. So you do the math. What's that? 24 years. So I guess that's always been a passion of mine. And when I got out of school, I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I was older. But I knew one day I'd want to renovate my house. So once I finished school, I got a pretty decent score too. But once I finished, I was like, I don't want to go to uni and study for something that I God knows what I want to do. Mm, um, yeah. So instead, I just became a carpenter because I knew one day I'd want to renovate my house. And man, it's been a handy skill, like just problem solving, all the rest of it. I feel like it's helped substantially with, you know, all things in my life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I work in the trades, too, um, mm-hmm. in HVAC, but it's one of those it seems like almost forgot uh forgotten arts right now especially <laughs> trying to hire people but that's a different story um, um yeah so uh as far as renovating the house you said you were able to actually do that is this something that you're like actually passionate about like you'd want to go and start you know doing remodels for other people's homes too yeah so that's sort of what i do for a job at the moment but i work for somebody else um mm. which i enjoy because I, in my life at the moment, I want a real good work-life balance where I'm not working myself to death. And I do love yeah. my Ninja Warrior training. It gives me time for that. Especially, you know, you're up at 7 a.m. You got to work 7.30. You're out by four. And then the rest of the time's your own. You don't really have to, you know, think about your business after work and all the, those sorts of stresses, which for me in my moment or my stage of my life, I didn't want to do. But yeah, I'm currently renovating or renovated my bathroom and now I'm currently just finished finally finished planning approval and getting a building permit to renovate the house I'm currently sitting in right now and doing like a massive renovation story oh. below story wow. above another wow. room out front yeah thanks wow. to my Australian winnings <laughs> that's, <made a> lot <laughs> <of it. laughs> that's awesome so, though yeah. I love that yeah it, it, that's how you know you've hit that next stage in life because we talk about I'm like uh-huh. all right as soon as taxes come in we're gonna like redo the roof we're yeah. gonna like try to do some landscaping you know <laughs> paint the se- paint all the hallways yeah so um so uh as far as like with Ninja Warrior because that's kind of like your first introduction into television yeah um is that something you were a fan of and watched like the the original uh, version from japan and then when you got the opportunity or is it just something you kind of heard about yeah so it is something you know when it, you, clips go viral and stuff i saw the youtube viral clips of um sasuke it's called in japan um and i was like oh that's really cool and at that stage american ninja warrior was just starting up so mm. I was sort of watching that and, you know, I would have been like 16. I've always been into gymnastics and I just love movement. So I was sort of watching that go up I'm like, man, wouldn't that be cool to one day go on Ninja Warrior and it's like a big playground, like you get to be a yeah. kid and just have a ball. And, I, you know, at that time I was sort of just thinking about it as like a, you know, far off dream. And maybe one day I'll be on Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and then fast forward five years down the track, even six years and season one started, applied for that with you know my, one of my best mates ashlyn herbert who i was on the show with um and he ended up getting on and i didn't so i kept trying out for like another two seasons eventually got on season three which i'm glad i didn't get on season one because i was <laughs> totally unprepared for it and I probably would have fallen early, like, <laughs> which i ended up doing season three anyway so i fell early you know i've got a a good motto in my life that i like to to keep with and say and that's you know you don't lose you learn um, yes. You know, you might not do well, but you'll always learn from it. And if you have that motto, you're always going to 
it sounds cliche, but you're always going to be a winner. And that's what I try to strive towards. So I fell really early in season three and I thought, all right, well, whatever it is, what it is. But it sort of taught me that no matter how strong you are and how good you are, it's about your mental mindset going in. Because for mm. me, that was everything. I'd been dreaming about it, as I said, since I was 16 competing. And then all of a sudden I get to obstacle three or four early and I just thought, well, that, you know, that could be my last shot. I guess it's like if you came on a challenge, got eliminated first, like, well, I've done my dash. That's it for me. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I really, you know, that was playing in my mind before I ran. And for me, the next season, season four, when I did really well, I just came in with a totally different attitude. I was like, you know what? I've trained all year for this, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to go have fun, you know, because, and that's when my attitude of, you know, you don't lose, you learn came into mm-hmm. it. Yes. It's like yeah. the second you change your mindset, around uh competition for me it doesn't work for everybody but for me and you just go out there and have fun and have a ball you'll perform to your best and you'll perform a lot better um i think people um especially on a challenge um and definitely ninja warrior they put so much pressure on themselves to do well that they forget why they do that for to begin with which is to have fun and enjoy life you know life's not about uh, just getting in there and stressing the whole time and oh what's gonna happen next man if you end up in elimination go go in there get it done it's just part of it yeah but yeah that's, that's where my but anyway that's where my ninja warrior sort of journey started and journey with life i guess oh that's yeah awesome i love that so I- Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask really quick. So I was actually reading up a little bit because I, I, I haven't been able to obviously see your Ninja Warrior, um, but I was reading up a little bit and I read that there was uh, a bet made um, with Ashlyn and Zach and about <laughs> if they had beat you that you would shave your head. So I was just curious, was that bet made on season three or four and kind of what was going on around <laughs> that bet? Uh, yeah, so after season three, I made a bit of a mockery of myself, to be honest. Fell on the third obstacle. You know, we all, you have a lot of potential, but you come out there like, oh, look at me. <laughs> and then, and that's why I said it's a bit of a life lesson to me. And boom, straight away on the third obstacle, you know. And a lot of ninjas do fall early that are better than that. And I guess for me, the next one, I did want to have a bit more fun. You know, I wanted gotcha. to enjoy myself. I knew that Ashlyn is an absolute weapon. If anybody who's seen him in, in Australia, he just goes through courses so quick. And Zach, Stoles, the, the other friend you just mentioned, went on to win t- two times in a row. He's won wow. season five and six twice in a row wow. and won 100 grand both times. So they're very good competitors. So when I was going into this bet, yeah, I knew I might lose, but I also knew I, I could beat them as well. And for me, it was just about getting something else out of it other than the show and just having a bit of fun with it. You know, like, I had the shittest haircut at the time anyway, if I'm being honest. And all those people out there listening, you thought it was bad on the challenge. Man, you should have seen it back then. It was trash can. <laughs> Any rate, so yeah, we, I just thought, hey, let's just have some fun. Let's just make a bet. So away I went and made this bet. And yeah, and, and history was right. And I lost, sadly. Um, I wasn't going in there necessarily expecting to win, but I was going in there expecting to have some fun. And, you know, that's what I did. And that's what it bought for me. And it, funnily enough, the bet lowered the pressure, which is kind of <laughs> weird. But anyway, that's no, awesome. I love for that. Me, that's awesome. Yeah, for me, it just, yeah, brought it back to reality and back to why I do it in a fun environment that I like to enjoy. Yeah, made it silly and light again. No, I yeah. love that. I think that's great. Yeah, more of a game. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, all right, so now I'm curious. If you would have won, what would that part of the bet been? Well, that's where I'm pretty stupid. Hey, there was no other part of the bet <laughs> other than bragging rights. You know, I think at this stage, I hadn't quite thought uh, strategically about it. 
<laughs> that was pretty. Gotten something a bit more out of it, eh? <laughs> Pre-challenge, <right>. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Pre-challenge. Uh. That's so awesome. That's hilarious. I love that. That's awesome, though. I, and that's what a fun way to like, you know, kind of spice it up and, like you said, make it more fun for yourself. I was actually curious too because I read that you, Ashlyn, and Zach were known as the Peninsula Boys. So I was just yeah, kind of curious ninjas, yeah. where that came from. Yeah, so we um I'll just explain, yeah. So I'm about an hour and a half south of Melbourne and it's a place called the Mornington Peninsula. Um, and it's well known in Victoria as a massive holiday destination, like beautiful coastal down, incredible mm. beaches, beautiful scenery, good laid back lifestyle. Uh, and I think, yeah, for us, we just became the Peninjas, like Peninsula Ninjas. So, because there was a group of us, who, and Charlie was in it as well, um, who ended up winning season four. So, we've mm. had big success on this show. <laughs> and I don't know, it just sort of stuck that even, even people who were like, you know, from Queensland or Perth and other states sort of recognize us like the Peninsula Boys or the Peninjas, you know, that's what just they always refer to us to. Like, you, know, you know, what are they feeding you down? And there, you know, because we had, we had you know, three wins from four seasons. And oh, even wow. the, the other season that they didn't win, we had Charlie and Zach come second and third respectively and not four and just lose on the rope climb. So oh, yeah. Yeah. pretty incredible wow. yeah, success down there, which is, I guess, where the name sort of comes from as well. And it's so weird that we've had such success from such a small community because, you know, there's only a population of 20 or 30,000 on the entire of the entirety of the Mornington Peninsula. Wow. Which would spread across like 40 kilometer radius. So maybe a 25 mile radius for you guys. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, so it's, yeah. yeah. And, and we're all with, and the, the even more bizarre thing is that's like the whole of the Mornington Peninsula, but we're all at the time and even, oh, not now anymore, but we used to live within uh, two kilometers of each other. So about a mile of each other, a bit over. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. <laughs> Serendipitous for sure. Something in the water, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soup. Something in the water. And as I said, I think part of that is that, um, sorry to cut no, you off no, no, there, no, is, no, that no. That laid, is that laid back style of um, just the peninsula in general. We just like to, you know, live a little, laugh a little. A laugh at other people's failures, but also embrace them in, the, in their successes. And it's not it's not all the be all and end all, you know, for us. Right. And I guess that jovial, fun nature is what gets us successful for it mentally, which is quite bizarre because you know other people do need that. It's do or die mentality, but for yeah. us, it's it's about the journey. Well, it, it, two things. Uh, first is I agree with that because um, m- m- like my sports history is like I just played high school football, nothing special, but. I remember thinking going into it, like you had to be angry on every play because you're like tackling people. (laughs) And then like you realize like really quick, like, no, that's not the way to play. Like you have to remain calm. Otherwise, you're going to make mistakes all the time. So bringing that different mental approach, you know, can really benefit you, especially if it's the paradigm shift that you need. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, as I was saying, where Australian Ninja Warrior really taught me, especially in that season three where I did fall early, where I was really uptight about it and got my own head um, that it sort of brought me back to my grounding because that was a bit out of character for me, caring that much about something. I guess the next season I went back with like the peninsula, I guess the peninsula stipe attitude of it and just took it easy. And it was one of my best seasons, ended up making that grand final that year and the following year after that, and then got thankfully got dropped to season six because otherwise I wouldn't have come on the challenge. So oh. man, like, the things that have happened in my life and have just lined up perfectly have just, uh, just weird. 
Wow. Wow. That's crazy. It, it's literally like the one continuous thread with every person we've ever talked to on the challenges. Like it's just serendipitous how it works for every single person. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and it's very impressive. Um, just to go back for a second, because I, to be the stereotypical American um, and not know anything about Aus- Australia. Um, from the way you were explaining the peninsula, it, it very much reminded me of like kind of how we view people in Hawaii, like very much laid back, enjoy the ocean, the beach, don't take life so fast and serious. Active lifestyle. Yeah, it, it sounded very much like that. Um, but I'm taking from like the way you're explaining it. Most people I would assume imagine Australia is just desert everywhere, but mm. in Victoria, <laughs> it's more of like kind of like a subtropical, like, you know, or it's like uh, a pretty temperate climate. Yeah. It's pretty nice all year round. Um, like it does get cold, but not cold. Like you guys get with snowing, mm. but yeah. it, it, it sort of, it does have its seasons. Um, I wouldn't call it tropical. Uh, I haven't been to America, but I'll probably call it, Oh, bloody hell. I wouldn't even know. Sounds like kind of like anyway, California, <laughs> central California, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely not deserty. Uh, it's like probably, so during summer you'd get, oh man, I don't know, Fahrenheit. Oh, I'm going to have to talk in Celsius. No, talk in Celsius. <laughs> talk in Celsius. <laughs> That's okay. I'll get it. I'm Canadian. No, so. <laughs> Beautiful. I know these weirdos with their Fahrenheit. So <laughs> eventually to stop. It's, we, we man, go it's by- a weird system. Donuts anyway, per foot yeah. is how we measure everything. Yeah. So anyway, no, yeah, <laughs> anyway, over um over summer would be about thirty degrees on average throughout the whole summer, which is okay. pretty hot. Thirty degrees. Like Celsius. degrees. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then you'd head into autumn. It would drop to about uh, between twenty and twenty-five. Head into winter. It'd probably average about ten. And then you go into spring, and it's about you know twenty twenty-five again degrees. Mm. And then okay. back That's to summer nice, about thirty. Though. So yeah, pretty nice. So it doesn't drop that low. Um, and you do get snow in the mountains here, but um, which are a fair way away, like three hours away, because Australia is a massive joint. Like it yeah, is so absolutely. huge. You gotta remember Australia is like the size of um America, but we've only got 26 million bloody people living here next to no one. And you're right, it's because most of it's desert, but there's right. a lot of desert in America too, but not not as oh, much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as we live in Australia. we live in the desert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, No, it's Reno. So eight hours north of Vegas. Yeah. So like, yeah. If you were to think (laughs) L.A. and San Francisco, that's like Vegas and Reno, and it's more like a high desert where like we're right by Lake Tahoe by the mountains. So, I was thinking of going to Lake, Lake Tahoe when I was in there. I'm going to go in July, and we're going to San Fran and Vegas, and then all through like the center through Kings Canyon and all that. So it should oh, be good. Nice. I'll learn a bit more about America when I go then in July. So, so if you're, I'm sorry, I was going to say, if you're driving from San Francisco, you can, you'll probably come through 80 to Reno and then cut down. But you can just cut off and take like a couple hours and right there you cut off at Truckee and you can drive around the lake. Check oh, it out. It's beautiful. gorgeous. It, it's worth the the view because you're not yeah. going to like anything else you see in Nevada. It's just sagebrush. <laughs> <and dirt. laughs> Very <Yeah>. true. <laughs> yeah. So um, and the reason I was bringing this up is just because we were curious and Karina got a question and she um, immediately thought oh. because of the question we got on face or on Instagram that it was like a troll, which it very may be, well be. But she was curious because she didn't know that in Australia that people eat kangaroos um, yeah. and she didn't believe it at all. I did not. And then she that. Googled it and it was an instant mistake because she got oh, sad. Yeah. And, and I was like, just, <laughs> I was like, just remember, they kicked the shit out of people. They're uh, mean, man. Uh, don't be sad because there's like 
I think there's more bloody kangaroos than people, if I'm being honest. There's so many kangaroos. There's heaps, man. They're like a pest over here. They're everywhere. Like, I was going um, yeah. to say, are they just like, is it just like out? You just like see kangaroos. Like, can you just like see them out in the wild? Like we just see horses running around all the time. Like, is it like that or? Uh, um, yeah, it is not, not exactly where I live, but like right. know, five, five minute drive up the road. Yeah. There's kangaroos just everywhere. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah. Wow. And like, if I go to my friend's place, like he just has kangaroos in his backyard sometimes and all that sort of stuff. So they are pretty, especially where I live, they're pretty rampant. Like anywhere outside of like the metropolitan, like outside the city. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You get kangaroos everywhere. Oh, and yes, wow. we do eat them and they are very tasty. I was going to say, like is a, it? Yeah. It's like a leaner version of, um, of beef. It's like more yeah, lean. I don't know how to describe it. It's really tasty though. Well, anyway, okay. I really like it. <laughs> I would assume it's probably similar to like venison or something like that, like deer or yeah, elk probably, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, which we don't have much of. So yeah, whereas yeah. me, like, I was putting my kid to bed and I went to go close the blinds and I looked in the backyard and there's just seven deer in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't get them in my backyard, but a lot of people do um, around my area type thing. Wow. Well, I, okay. I want to apologize to all the people that are listening that I had to like kind of geek out and do like a <laughs> geographical lesson with no, Troy about know. Australia <laughs> and like the like the <laughs> biological like differences. So um I apologize uh, for that. Yeah. No, you're right. We do get a lot of like snakes in that here. See that's them what... deadly ones, the tiger snakes and brown yeah. snakes. Like you see them pretty pretty regularly. Although if you look for them, you do, but like they're they're around. I hate I hate to admit that most of my knowledge about Australia's wildlife did come from Steve Irwin, um, which not a bad not a bad thing, but I should probably know <laughs> oh, more mate, about he's it. He's a legend. Oh yeah, I, mm -hmm. I we have a streaming service. I forget which one, but it has crocodile hunter on that i was like i'm watching this green's like it's yeah. like 20 something years old i'm like don't care i'm watching it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally um, fair. the one that gets me is the videos we see out there of like the spiders that are like, oh, six like, inches long massive. the huntsman or oh, whatever no, they're fine they're not deadly yeah huntsman. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah huntsman's not they're fine they're totally harmless i know they're not harmless to humans at all i know karina gets the heebie-jeebies on it harmless like we, to my mental health harmful <laughs> to my mental health uh, <laughs> like we actually have one that's close to the funnel web which is uh, the black widow i think they're like distantly oh, related or something i don't know yeah i think they're similar to the redbacks aren't they the or the redbacks yeah. red mm. with the um yeah we call them redback spiders yeah yeah, here they have like a little red hourglass. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's. Why are we on this subject? To... I don't know, but Troy's like checking to see because yeah. Australia is interesting. I get him. I get him. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Like I saw that that photo of like is certain times of year in certain parts of Australia. It looks like there's like ash or something on the ground. It's just spider webs everywhere. Mm, yeah, and I've seen that um, too. yeah, that's like your worst nightmare. It, it literally like I want to go to Australia so bad, but I'm absolutely terrified because i'm like i would i would have a heart attack like i would have a heart attack <laughs> she would be fine oh, it's not that bad you'd be all right oh my gosh <laughs> yeah like it's just I, i'm not going to go in like the rivers or anything like where i know there's crocodiles that's Fair. that's my one thing oh, that's, that only that up north. that's only up north 
Yeah, and I don't want to go up north. I'd rather be like in Sydney, Melbourne, that area. Yeah. That seems more yeah, Sydney, Melbourne. So you'd be fine then. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be all right. But uh anyways, here, let's get back into like the real reason that we brought you on um and you wanted yeah. to join us, which was um so from Ninja Warrior, you go uh, like how long of a crossover was it till you got into Challenge Australia? Uh not too long. So I was on Ninja Warrior season five. And then I got dropped for, or just didn't get on for season six for whatever reason. Mm. Um, you know, there's different reasons that people don't get cast for different things. But all my f- friends got cast still. So Zach was still on because he'd already won literally the last season. Ashlyn, because he's just Ashlyn, he's fast as. <laughs> um, and I just didn't get on this season. And at the time, I guess I was a bit down on it, but I had a bit of FOMO. But I also have a look on life as well where I, not everything happens for a reason, but like, oh, it's all good. Well, maybe I would have fallen early, so I'll just train harder for the next season, whatever. And I just had sort of moved on pretty quickly from that point. I'm still training Ninja because I love it, and that's just what I enjoy. And for me, it wasn't about the show anymore. It was just about enjoying training and enjoying staying fit and loving what you do, I guess, rather than, you know, in the gym pumping weights, which a lot of people prefer. Right. So then I got the oh, – sorry, Zach. Actually, I didn't even get the email. Zach got an email from the Challenge Australia asking whether mm-hmm. he could go on. And he'd just competed on season six and he had just went on to win that, which it obviously hadn't aired yet. And Ashlyn got emailed and a few other ninjas. It was actually five or six of them that got emailed. So I don't know if they were planning on doing like ninjas versus bachelorette or something before that. <laughs> yeah. And Zach then going, hey, Troy got dropped. How about you hit him up? And, you know, the producer's like, yeah, all right, well, we'll see. Da, da, da. Just give my email address. So then I then had to email the producer and I was like, "Hey, name's Troy. Is that back mentioned me?" Blah blah blah. And then they sent an email. But <laughs> a bit awkward it was. But at the time, <laughs> I was a bit of a fan of the challenge too. Next thing you know, we got emailing, and then she's like, "Yeah, send me an audition tape." So I just sent her like a two to three minute clip of me just talking to the camera, unedited, and mm-hmm. I had to answer a whole bunch of questions. So I just sent that in, and then from there, I was pretty much picked, which was sick. But going back a little bit, even before that, I was a bit of a fan of the challenge. I was joking with my partner about. Oh, because we were watching, I think it was Spies, Lies and Allies, maybe. And uh-huh. I was joking. Oh, imagine if I end up seeing TJ and I end up on this show. Oh, I've been on one TV show already. This is never going to happen. Yeah, and then fast forward to like going through that process. We're like, oh, my God. I'm going to end up on a challenge. Like, just so bizarre how things just fall into your lap sometimes. And it just worked out that I was yeah. the only one not contracted because all the other ninjas were. I'm sure that played a big part in me getting on and them not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So taking a step back real quick, you mentioned it like, so how long have you been a fan of the challenge uh, before, you know, obviously Spies Lies, but. Uh, So it was probably about Spies Lies and Allies when I became a fan. So I'm only a recent fan of the last um, three, four years, but uh, my partner was watching War of the Worlds and War of the Worlds 2 and all that. So she'd started watching that and I was sort of seeing snippets of it. And I wasn't quite in, like, I just wasn't quite watching it. I was busy at the time training Ninja and in and out the house. So I'd only catch like 10, 20 minutes at a time. And but also like, oh, what is this show? And then eventually when Spies, Lies and Allies came around, I think I might have watched Theo, oh, Theo lose to Jordan and Jordan's proposal in World of Wars 2. And right. I was like, oh, okay. And that's when I sort of started getting interested and in watching a bit more. And then, because I was coming halfway through a season, I just didn't really quite pick it up on that season. And then the next season, I don't know, we just didn't have in Australia. 
And then yeah. I started watching Spies, Lies and Allies. And then, yeah, from there on, I was just like, man, this is sick. Like, I love the fact for me, the big appeal of the challenge is that this ain't Survivor, this ain't Big Brother. You can't just get voted off. Like, if people yep. hate your guts, yep. big deal. They hate your guts, go on elimination, go win every time, move on. Like, yeah, exactly. They, they, like, you have to, I know you can get the shittest eliminations and you can lose, but it's still, I don't care what other challenges say. To me, it's still in your control. Yes. And yep. you can still win that elimination despite all odds. And if you go in it with that attitude every time, you'll find a way. Like even obviously end up in a hall brawl, but even if like I had plans for hall brawls, if I ended up in there with Theo or Danny, you know, I didn't need the 4,000 million ways I'd lose because there are that many. I just needed the one <laughs> way I could win. And I'd already Absolutely. thought of all these little ways that I could win. <laughs> and Look, I might have went in there and it might have all went to shit and I might have lost anyway. But, you know, that's, I guess, my attitude when it came to the challenge. And that's what drew me to it is that it was always to an extent within your control. Absolutely. And I mean, look, like I know Tony will disagree with me, but that's why I think the challenge is like the best reality competition show is right. because at the end of the day, you can't just get voted out. Right. Someone has to like you have you, to lose. You have to lose in a, a game of chance, whether it's hall brawl or a puzzle or you're getting flipped upside down like Jody and Ben Ha did on that one. Or <laughs> so you're trying to break through a, a wall and then put it back together to do a math problem. That's... You know, like some of the most random shit we saw this year. But so random. Um, with that being said, you you absolutely killed it in the eliminations. And we'll get into that a little bit, a uh, little bit f- further down uh, tony i know you had some questions you d- you wanted to get in about challenge australia because you were such an avid fan of it and told us about it and we've been able to go through and catch a little bit of it but we're still working our way through yeah um so when you're first going in right what were there other people that you were anticipating being there or <laughs> did you really know anyone other than the fact that you were going to be there i had no clue i'm not, I'm not gonna lie i had no clue <laughs> this is bachelor people i don't watch that crap you know i don't watch yeah. any of it really um i didn't watch survive i didn't watch big brother and i got there and you know, there was a lot of bachelor people they already knew each other now sort of clicky talking and these maths people knew each other and i was in the middle like cool like <laughs> this yeah. is awesome and that's where you know i really managed to connect with marley because marley was a yeah. big brother and he was the only one on big brother and he was sort of similar to me like cool i don't really know any of these people either so i ended up striking up thankfully a friendship with him but nah to be honest i had no idea what i i knew what i was in for because i've watched the challenge but i had no idea who was going to compete and i felt like the second i walked into that house I felt like I was a big physical threat in the game because of who was there. I didn't think yeah. I was the biggest, but I felt like, you know, I come from Ninja Warrior and everyone sort of knew it and I didn't want to hide it because I felt like, you know, that just leads to disaster. Like you saw when yeah. or dies with that chick hiding her back. She's from the mole. Um, <laughs> so I didn't want to start, you know, I didn't want to start the game with a lie. So I'm just there like, yeah, I'm from Ninja Warrior and it put a physical, I guess it did put a bit of a physical target for me, but my whole thing was, all right, I've just got to stay out the drama and not be a, a social threat, I guess. Yeah. And try and do what the house wants all the time which goes into a bit of my strategy in it. But yeah, so I had no idea any of these people, absolutely none, but I'm just glad I met Marley pretty early on. Well, yeah, because <laughs> the, the two of you seem to band together and then immediately, despite both being threats from like a yeah. social standpoint and from a physical standpoint, just sort of lowered your threat level by being together. And then the two major alliances just kind of kept going back and forth just either animosity or drama or whatever the case may be. 
and they were just kind of taking each other out left, right, and center. Uh, yeah, there, there was such animosity there, and they were taking each other out left, right, and center. I guess that's where I got away with it a bit that yeah. whole season because it was like, man, you don't like it was totally different to worlds. Like the animosity in there was real, and these people will never talk to each other again. Like if they're on another show, like and they know the other person's gonna be, they'll be like, nah, not doing it like no matter what like you can pay them like probably 50 grand i'm not i'm not going to speak for them but this wow. is what i feel yeah. you can pay yeah. them like 50 grand they'll be like no nah, still not doing it like they hated each other hated oh, yeah. each other like wow. it was it kind of came to a head too like a couple of yeah. times but the one that sticks out and i know i just watched the whole season today so most of it sticks <laughs> out but when you're on your way out for it was either it was either Brittany or kiki's birthday Britney's. and Britney's, yeah and then con like on the way from the house to the bus there's an altercation between conrad and ryan to the point that by the time you get on the bus the producer's telling you to get off the bus and the day trip's canceled yeah they didn't have enough security or cameras or anything to follow us and keep us out in the, on the boat they were really worried something would happen because that's what it was like like and after that or even just before that because it all happened it all started at that barbecue when yeah. Emily went off and then Ryan came back and I'm telling you, they didn't even show, I'm not going to go into it, but they didn't even show a, a one tenth of the amount of what actually went on in the screaming and the wow. abuse from both sides. I'm not going to say who's at fault, but there was so much there and so much hate that pretty much after that night, the barbecue night, the bedroom alliance, the reason they called the bedroom alliance is they didn't leave their bed. <laughs> they didn't want to talk to anybody outside of that bedroom. And it was only Marley and myself who were the only ones still talking to them. Right. And then talking to everybody else. And it got even to the point where like Kieran and Conrad were worried and like, oh, is Shree going to swap sides? Is he on there? Like, because I wasn't on any side. And I made that abundantly clear to everybody that I wasn't on any side. And it also meant that when I did win and I luckily won a, a fair bit, is that whoever my partner was, generally I would try and do more so what they wanted to do because it also would put a target on them and not me. And I knew mm. that as well, even though I was a physical threat and I was winning everything. Yeah. They yeah. still felt like the shot bizarrely was coming from the other person, which, you know, <laughs> just to be abundantly clear, it was also coming from me, but, <laughs> and I made that clear in the house. I'm like, yeah, it was my decision too. Cause I'd be like, Oh, you right. just let them do it. I'm like, no, it was my decision too. And I think because I was honest about it, they just were like, Oh, okay. Well, He's just going to do whatever his partner wants and he's going to own up to it. So he's like not really a social threat. And because that animosity was so high, I guess I got extremely lucky where I was able to just slide on by, even though I was winning all the time and putting people <laughs> in and, and I'd had no real big alliance, you know, it was just me right. and Marley and, and I guess Brooke J who you didn't see much yeah. of, but I hate how much they cut. And that's the thing. I didn't get to see the Australian season as well before I went into Worlds because mm. I didn't get to see how much they cut of what you say about people and all, all that. And oh, yeah. yeah right. So you can get away with saying so much and doing other things. And I had such a good relationship with Marley in our bedroom. Like, would every single limit after every single daily, would come in, would chat tactics about you know, strategically, who am I going to put in? Who am I not? What's going to be the worst, like less backlash on us? Why? And Marley was like, every time I get back, bang, do this, this, and this. And he was pretty much helping me, if not making the decision for me, because he could right. understand and see the game before him so much and so incredibly well. And they didn't show any of it, which I was surprised about because he taught me a lot about, because I'd come from Ninja, I had no idea about this shit. 
Mm. I'm not going to lie. Like, he pretty much (laughs) taught me the social aspect of the game and it didn't show any of that. Like, he taught me how to maneuver socially and, and, and what to do at the time. And it was, it was real sad for me to see Marley almost edited out in that way. But I guess there was just a lot more happening in the house and he didn't have enough time for it. Because, you know, somebody was stealing somebody's bed. Woo! Let's show oh, that. But, yeah. Uh, right? yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it because it did lead to big things. But, uh, yeah, there was so much cut that, yeah, it was insane. Well, at least they're keeping it consistent across all of the different ones. <laughs> yeah. USA, Australia, like they're just cutting all the good shit out is what it's we've so been kind of hearing. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't had a fight with Ryan at one stage. I didn't show it. was when I put him in at the end of episode or the, after I won episode six with Brooke Jowett and he's like, oh, I get what you got to do, man. It's all good. Put me in, da, la, la. And then I actually said to, um, in the, I think Grant had lost with Sugar, maybe. No, Grant had lost with Emily. And I said to them when I was in there, I was like, oh, look, you know, I just don't like the way, because he goes, oh, you know, I get if you want to put um, Ryan in because you don't like the way he's been talking to people and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, look, it is one thing I don't like about Ryan at the moment. I don't like the way he's been treating people because he's yeah. been yelling a bit in the house. And then Grant goes back and tells Ryan what oh. I said. And then Ryan's going off at me in the bedroom being like, rah, 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 you said this. I thought you were different. I'm disappointed, bro, going off at me. And I'm like, and then Marley was with him. I was like, nah, he's ready to go to war. He's ready to bloody absolutely rip <laughs> Ryan's head off. And I'm just trying to de-escalate the situation again because I don't want to be a social threat. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, dude, trying to de-escalate it. And then it gets to the point where he's like, oh, I'm like, okay, whatever. You're yelling at me. I said, what about your mate Grant who said it before I said it? And that's part of the reason why I said it. Because your mate Grant, right? And Grant goes, oh, he doesn't deny it because everyone at that stage knew I hadn't told a lie and wasn't telling lies. Right. Yeah. And Grant goes, oh, well, so he wouldn't have believed Grant if he said, oh, I didn't say that. So Grant's like, oh, yeah, but oh, yeah, oh, you can't do that. That's a low guy. I'm like, well, you went and told him that what I said in there. Like, man, same, you did same it, crap. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. It's funny they didn't show that one fight I was in because that was the only fight I was sort of in. But me and Ryan managed to sort of talk things over a little bit after that. But he was still, he was still a bit grumpy with me and not the same since. And I guess that's where the rift between me and Emily had come in the Australian season right. and eventually leads into the worlds as well. And Kiki, because they weren't talking to each other. Like, they, Kiki and Emily hate each other's guts. And you got to remember Emily and Ryan are now together and, and proposed to. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I knew that heading into worlds. And I knew Ryan didn't like me anymore and thought I was a bit of a snake. So, mm. you know, that's my attitude heading to worlds as well. Cause I did want to work things out, but anyway, that that's a bit further down, but that starts to, <laughs> you start to see why things play out the way they do as well. If you watch the Australian season. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the thing where we went back and watched like obviously the elimination and into the final because it's such and a And I've pivotal. seen the first oh, yeah. few episodes too. Um, but it's one of those scenes now that we have some time off before the next season starts yeah. that we, we've Thank, got some time to go. <laughs> yeah. oh my, it's been like a year and a half without a break. So yeah. we're, we're really thankful for it. Um, Absolutely. Now, um, before going in, I'm going to jump a little bit around and then Tony, I'll let you get kind of back to it. But yeah, no worries. Before you went to Worlds, did you get a chance to watch Ride or Dice or parts of it? Uh, so I think Danny's also explained it. We saw up the stage where um, like the preview for the next episode was Tori was going off at Jordan because Jordan was hooking up with um, Nerese. Nerese. Yeah. Nerese, yeah. Nerese. So that's what we got up to previewing okay. before we went in. And I was, because we didn't have it in Australia at that stage. So I was actually watching maybe even Angel Cakes recaps of all the 
of all the what was happening and that's yeah. all yeah. I had to go by. But yeah, so I sort of knew what was going on, but we hadn't seen the outcome and the results or anything yet. Gotcha. Okay. Drew's Drew's a really good guy. Drew's amazing. Yeah, we actually Drew. just yeah. did an episode with him. I, I don't even know if it's out yet. But no, I, it's not out yet. I think he said like the eighth or something. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, but that's another story. Yeah, he's a man. I really like Drew. Uh, it's funny because I watched Drew's stuff before I even was on the challenge too. That's what I mean. I started digging deep into the yeah. fandom. So. Well, he's a <laughs> great place to start. Yeah, and that's why I love coming on these podcasts and like, I don't know, I guess I just like trying to give back to everybody who supports you and and all that oh, because dude, that's awesome. I know I'd love people like when I was watching it to come out and then just be honest and say their thoughts. So that's why I try and stay like that. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, even before we ever did the podcast, like it was always kind of like a treat to hear like, you know, different challengers. Like I remember hearing an interview, yeah, yeah, an interview with like Sarah Rice and her explaining everything that happened with her. And it's just nice. Yeah. Like you said, they, they cut so much out of the edit oh, so that, much. you know, it's, it's nice to be able to like fill that in and, you know, get stories from like a certain por- person's point of view or perspective, you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome. So we appreciate that, you know, you, you do these. Yeah. It's like, it's not there fault like because you got to think about it. they've only got especially for like worlds and um even australia it was only 45 minutes an episode like there's yeah. Yeah. so much you can cram in and people still want to see the challenge they still want to see the elimination so right it makes it real hard and, and, and honestly it's the reason we're doing this is because you're yeah. there for like six to eight weeks and we get maybe an hour hour and 20 minutes of total screen time of you so it's there's a lot to the puzzle that we're missing mm-hmm. and we're only seeing like you know spotlights of it um, <laughs> exactly and, and on that that's where like you might find people who don't have a personality and it's like um one of the biggest personalities an example that at worlds this season theo got hardly any airtime and it wasn't yeah. because he's not yeah. a big personality that's got nothing yeah. to do with it it's just because he just happened to not be involved in enough of the drama that they wanted to focus around this season and right. sometimes that's just what happens and it you know that's where i think <laughs> i'm gonna go there casey gets a, a hard a hard bargain is that i saw a lot of personality from casey when i was in the house you know yeah. a lot yeah and i knew there was a lot even before you know we ended up getting thrown in heaps of eliminations but you know the the uh, fans love to give her a hard time about how she's a part of the furniture, which I, I don't like because no. you know, everybody's got a personality. And it's it's interesting you just said this and I made the connection that your your main ally in the Challenge Australia house was a former Big Brother player. And then you get partnered with <laughs> two two different Big Brother women um, in Amber B and Casey. And look, we me we've all been fans of Casey. We we do understand that her her storyline that they've shown us in the edit isn't very exciting or it's kind of one-sided with her and her relationship with Nani. Mm -hmm. But we all agreed that this was kind of like her breakout season. And then it really kind of popped off when you two were partnered because it seemed like your guys' dynamic was something that we haven't seen with her before. And it brought a lot out of her and I think you as well. Man, I agree. And, I, and that's what I mean. It's not like she just loves stirring the pot. And I was like <laughs> loving her stirring the pot. I was like, yeah, you go, Casey. You go stir that pot. Like, because I don't care. <laughs> that's awesome. But like, I she love was that. almost saying, it's almost like she felt like she had to be the loud one. And she was saying what I was thinking. Um, when normally, yeah. I guess, we'd both, we would both be a bit more reserved and a bit more like, oh, you don't want to, you know, because you don't want to create this big blowout. Um, and then end up in elimination because you create this big blowout. But I guess at that stage, uh, yeah, we had just had enough or she'd had enough a bit earlier. And then later on, I'd had enough. So I was like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, what, what are you going to do? Like, I'm over at this point. 
I guess that's what I learned a bit more from watching the Australian season and then the world championship season, because I hadn't seen either of them before. Uh, so like, I didn't know what they would edit out and all that before um, I went to Worlds. So now looking back on it, hundred percent, I won't be holding my tongue as much as I did in the, um, in Worlds or Australian season. Like I'll still be holding my tongue, but I realized that sometimes those things aren't as big of a deal and they right. need to be said. And that's where I really loved Callie-Anne this season. She'll just <laughs> go out there and she'll leave no stone unturned. And I'll get to something later that I wanted to not leave unturned um, in the Worlds Championship that I should have done. Um, I think it was like um, the second last elimination, but I'll, I'll okay. tell you guys about that. Later. Okay, perfect. And, and, yeah. and just to kind of speak on what you were just saying real quick, I, one of our favorite moments of the season, I mean, don't get me wrong, we had a lot of yours and um, and we'll go in more in depth on this and because and, I don't want to make it weird right now, but um, uh, but when yes came up to you and was like trying oh to be like, God. Oh, you know, man, sorry about this. It's just the way the cards fall and blah, blah, blah. And I like, yes, I've talked to him about it. I it's, love yes. I um, think he's great. I like but yes too. but yeah. it's just one of those bullshit conversations where it's like, Oh, I'm just trying to smooth over as much damage control as I can. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, then why'd you fucking do it? Like, I just <laughs> love that moment. And I was like, Oh yes. He's not going to let yes pass on this. I love that. He's calling him out right now. So, happy <laughs> so i agree yeah no speak up speak your mind in this yeah. and because you're bringing everything else to the table and i think it's kind of unanimous across the board i mean that people want to see you back no matter in what oh yeah what way yeah. whether it's the flagship you know another you know kind of like the cbs paramount spinoffs which we call them spinoffs but they're the same thing it's the yeah. same show um, yeah. But regardless, in any way, I mean, shit, I don't care. I'd take you on all stars. <laughs> exactly. And, right. you, and you can speak up without being a dick about it. So it's not like, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go on the next season and be a dick. Now it's got nothing to do with that because that's just not in my nature. You know, I no. like to see right, everybody, right. you know, do well in life outside of the show because obviously I want to win the, sh you know, the show when I'm in there. But, yeah. you know, I'm happy for everyone else to do well too. Whereas in other people, just genuinely have that hate in them, I guess, which is fine because you've got those characters, but that's just not me. And it's just more about, you know, speaking out to those people a bit more and say, you know, as I said, leaving no stone unturned. So it's not like it's changing my personality, but it's just seeing a bit more of it, which I yeah. think you started to see later on where it's like, okay, now nah, I've had enough <laughs> shit now. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's the worst they're going to do to you? So you into elimination, uh, you're already going to win it. No, and I was already being thrown in all the time, but I'm not, I might not win it, but I'm also like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I'm, you know, it's my third time or th fourth time total and third time. And, you know, let's be honest, I haven't had, oh, I had a few easy eliminations, but some of them haven't been easy. Like that pole wrestler right. that I got ended up copping in, wow. in um, the Australian season. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like the worst one. And everyone who says I had an easy ride until then, yeah, you're right. But when time push came to shove, I was there to fight for it and there to stay in my game, like stay in the game. Like, and I was. You also won like four out oh, yeah. of nine dailies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's true. That's not an easy ride. Yeah. Look, and, and that's what it is. I mean, literally, like almost half the season, you won. You know, <laughs> and then yeah. the final. So. And I, yeah, I don't personally all, believe this. Like some people are like, oh, Danny didn't have to go into elimination on his USA and he, you know, kind of just got there. It, it doesn't matter. It's your path to winning is your path to winning. It doesn't matter well, how you get there. In at my the opinion. End of the I, I agree. 
Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, having a good enough social game or competitive game in the dailies to keep yourself from going into elimination through an entire season. That's impressive to me. It's a perfect game. That's impressive. Like the point of the game is to not go into elimination. So, you know, so I don't think that's 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 dumb. And that's funny because I don't think he had a personal perfect social game on worlds at all this no, season no, i think no. he just got i think he just got incredibly lucky that he was going against tory's partners and tory were going against um danny's part allies type thing so they were sort of protected on both sides and they just earned it i mean if they plan that and they're not telling anybody about it even in podcasts <laughs> afterwards that is the most perfectly played bull crap of all time i'll tell you that much the most phenomenal move ever but ever. and and they were like in the exact opposite position of you like oh, everybody yeah. in their country alliance wanted them because they were connected to everybody oh whoops and then um i got excited i'm getting you know careful over there um, and then uh you know where with you it's like your whole the whole country alliance for you did not exist it was you and amber kind of on an island playing around a little bit and then finally when you get partnered with casey you get kind of brought into part of the american alliance which kind of helps you get through to the end instead of well helps you in the fact that you go into three eliminations but so bloody but it's impressive because it's you know i think it proves even more so how much you're deserving to be there. I mean, like the names of people that have done four eliminations and haven't lost one of them yeah. in their first two seasons is a short list. Yeah. And that some of the greatest players we've seen like a Wes Bergman and, you know, like even a, a current rookie, like Orasio, who was just on ride or die. Yeah, you know I mean? So it, you know, it's super impressive. And, that pole wrestle is the closest thing I've ever seen to Derek and Joss. And I never thought I'd see something oh, like yeah. that again. Yep. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, how you did it. Yeah. 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 That went on for a long, long time. That too. It went on for like, um, the first round was half an hour, a bit over. Holy shit. Oh and then the God. second wow. round was 55 minutes. We were in there for ages, just battling wow. it out and getting pummeled. And so the edit didn't really show it. I wish that I had like a timer up in the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was just getting polacks there for a bit, and in the first round, I got, I did get on top for a bit and managed to wear him down. But in the first round, he had a totally different strategy to his second round. Like in the first round, he's like a massive dude, so he came out attacking me, and that worked for me because I have, I feel like I got very good grip strength from Ninja, so I could <laughs> hold on to that thing for days. Like he was going to have to really rip me off it somehow to get me to let go. But it meant that he would then be in places where he was off balance. So I could really test his grip strength back and really not let him rest. And mm-hmm. I knew I'd beat him in endurance and in, in being able to hold on to this ball. Whereas in the second round, he gave himself time to rest. He was using his weight a lot better. He was smothering me. He was slamming me. The second I'd go to move, he was just almost sitting on me. Like it was so hard because I, I feel like I'm an all right wrestler, but what I didn't expect going into that, because I've wrestled bigger dudes my whole life, only being tiny. What I wasn't ready for is the fact that, like, if he moves the ball to the left, I am going to the left. I forgot about <laughs> that whole thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. If he moves the ball to the right, I'm getting flung to the right. Because I, if I let go of that ball, I'm, I'm done. Whereas in, in a traditional wrestle, you know, you can sort of maneuver and get their hands off you and that sort of thing. And you don't have to hold a specific part of them. So it's a lot easier. Whereas I feel like a pole wrestle... For somebody who's smaller, which I realized once I started doing it, is a bit harder because 
at the end of the day there, he had 40 kilos on me. So, or just, just, just under Still, 35 kilos on me. So he, if he just stood there and moved it to the right, I had to move the way that he moved that ball. Or, yeah. 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 Ball, so. Wow. Well, uh, it, 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 Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and I think at one point, Brittany even compared him to basically Bowser from Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at one boy. point, yeah. And I mean, at one point, like he basically just picked you and the ball up and then oh, uh, yeah. and multiple points. I think he did yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I reckon he would have done it like 70 times. They just didn't show it all. <laughs> well, I mean, props to you because we've seen it where it's happened like three or four times to a person and <laughs> they've gotten their ribs broken, you know? Yeah. Um, happened on all stars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it all, uh, we, one of us can send you some of the clips. Uh, there's some, there's some really, um, hardcore eliminations that we've seen over the years yeah. and, and yours definitely ranks at the Way very top yeah. yeah near the yeah. near the top if not at it. yeah i've always been lucky though like i'm quite like a stocky bloke i've always been quite durable i don't know that's a gymnastics background but i mm. i feel like and ninja you sort of got muscles and you can hold yourself in ways that other people can't um, right like if you Absolutely. went and did a, a, a rock climb or something you'd be sore in areas you didn't think or even gymnastics go to gymnastics mm-hmm. class and be like oh my god my What's this? It's like your bleaks are really sore and, and all that. And I feel like um, in that elimination, the reason I didn't end up with broken ribs and hurt is because essentially at a young age, you learn how to fall, you learn how to crash. And even though he's coming on top of me and he's belting me into that, I was able to like sort of absorb it with my body and biceps before I actually hit, hit it with my abs. And I'd be tensing up my abs every time so that, you know, to make sure I wasn't getting hit in the ribs and those sorts of things and twisting my body around because I did know that that could play a factor if you know i'm landing on my side right. on the ball that's obviously a lot more worse but yeah that was a, a hectic time i didn't even I did, despite the fact it was so big i still didn't expect it to be that hard man that was a battle <laughs> yeah it's uh look certain things with american ninja or not american ninja Warrior, just ninja warrior in general like the first couple's things like where you have to hop from one to the other i'm like oh if you know give me about five times i could probably do it at least once okay. right um oh, i don't know about that no probably <laughs> not trust, maybe if they made it shorter it's so much harder than it looks i'm just telling everybody back there on the screen the course looks so much smaller on tv go stand there at the actual place and look at how big these steps are and how wide they are apart and you'll be like, oh, okay. And that's the reason people <laughs> sort of run and grab the top because it is quite a big jump. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, you know, and honestly, I'm 37. I probably wouldn't be able to do it at all now. I'd probably just fall <laughs> after the first one. But maybe if I was 18, I could make two of them yeah, at best. Yeah. Um, but but, no, but in, in saying that, you are right. It isn't if you practice it, you will be able to get it eventually. You, yeah, but with something like this, with the pole wrestle, it's – it's years of training. It's with the gymnastics, learning how to fall. It's the endurance that you built up. And then just to be able to take the punishment, you know what I mean? And have the resolve to push through and keep pushing and keep pushing is just so extremely impressive. And it's one of those scenes where I just look at it, I'm like, nope, nope, not at all. Because <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, that's the weird thing. It's not like, I don't know. I just feel like uh, just very driven, um, very self-driven. And I'm just like, I was in there and I remember just getting pummeled. And to me, I was like, I just got to win. I don't know. I just hate losing. I just got to win. Yeah. And I, I don't know where I've got it from in my life, but I've just always been incredibly yeah, self-driven where I'll just, no matter what, I'm happy to lose as long as I give it my all. If yeah. I don't give it my yeah. all and I turn around, and I let go of that ball because I mentally struggled, I'll hate myself. 
And I knew that. So to me, it was like, he's just going to have to kill me. No matter what, like, you know, I'm holding on to that ball till I physically cannot anymore. Like it. And, and that was just a mental state I was in that it didn't matter what he did to me. Like I was holding on for as long as I could, you know, until my arm broke my pelvis, like until I actually couldn't. And even then I probably would have just kept trying to hold on. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> which I, I think, you know, I think in the end, in the second one, I think in the first one I did beat him physically and he did tire. And I think in the second one, obviously he was physically tired and I did beat him a little bit physically as well. But I think the second one was more of a mental beating where yes. he'd been on top of me, right. belting me and belting me for over 55 minutes. And there's this little dude and he's just not letting go and it, and, and I, i'm telling right now and it would have been clear to him because i was still trying to attack him and trying to wear him out it was clear to him that my grip was still there and, and yes. still just as good as it was in the first three minutes of him trying my body wasn't good but my, grip, <laughs> my, my hands and my grip were and, and he knew that so i think he felt almost like mentally like oh man how long am i going to have to do this for because he was physically tired oh yeah um, that's and a long time to struggling. do that. Yeah, so I felt like the second time I just beat him mentally as opposed to physically. Honestly, Troy, I know you have a nickname that you earned from, you know, uh, <laughs> with Ninjorian. It's like, it's like Dirt Ninja. Is that correct? Yes, I, dirt, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Uh, yeah. Um, dirt. And I, I, I can see that, especially with the picture uh, that we're using for the artwork. I'm glad you like it very <laughs> oh, much. I love it. Um, I like it very much. But well, that depicts me too, because that's one of my things is everyone nowadays cares so much about their appearance physically and the way they yeah. look and my whole thing is like you just go be you and if you want to you know have dirt on you or look shit hairdo like just just rock it who, who cares? cares like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's, it's 20 well it's 2023 for god's sake just go be you you know just be you I agree. But I want to give you like another nickname, which is like kind of animal based after like watching this elimination and talking to you about it. Like you're like a fucking honey badger. You like, you just don't give up. You know what I mean? Like you don't expect for an animal this size to just fucking like try to bite a lion's nuts off basically. (laughs) But like, there's just no, no quit in you. And so there we go. Honey badger. That's what what I'm calling you from now on. All future seasons. (laughs) Honey badger. Yeah. My friends, have called me a chihuahua well they haven't really but they've joked that i'm like a chihuahua before like no matter what how big you are <laughs> i still try and bite <laughs> yeah exactly no i nice. love it and then you know well here before we get into that do you have any other questions tony about prior to going into the final because i think that's just a really key point we have to bring up yeah um i guess kind of like a two-parter i know that you like you won four dailies two of which with brooke J, and then one with Emily and one with Jess, I think. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, she has been called Jess. I won't let her know you said that. Perfect. Don't let her know. <laughs> no, oh, we're telling her right now. <laughs> so was I know? Obviously, you worked with Brooke J twice. Did you have one pairing that you like that you felt worked incredibly well with like your strengths, their strengths? I know that obviously in those four situations you won, but I know that like each one was very different. I feel like in the house, for me, there were three ideal partners. One yeah. of them was Brooke Jowett. And despite our differences and where we are at the moment, Emily, I feel like we actually complement each other a lot. Like yeah, she's you're a big great. Physical, physical, she's a big physical girl who's very strong. Um, 
whereas in I lack the size, um, but yeah. I'm also feel like I'm pretty good at puzzles and those sorts of things where she might lack. So I feel like right. we're actually a very good pair too. And the, the third one was sugar. I reckon yeah. I would have been very good with sugar again because I feel like she's not necessarily the smartest, but she has that physical presence and that, that um, I, I don't have. Even though I did have a physical presence on that season, I'm talking about like worlds where you've got like your Theos and your, and your bananas who are quite big, big dudes, although not many people call bananas, but I do because I'm five foot freaking seven. <laughs> so everyone to me there was, there was big, you know, even your grants and that sort of thing, you know, where I'd hate to go against Grant and Hall Brawl or a pole wrestler, well, yeah. but it doesn't mean I won't try and hopefully win. But yeah, for me, that's what I felt like uh, is my biggest weakness. I'm six, one and two, six, one and two forty. I wouldn't want to go against Grant in a pole wrestle or any of those guys. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go against you, obviously in a pole wrestle either. So, um, <laughs> but uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just first no, thing yeah. that popped to my mind. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think now my three ideal probably partners coming from, um, from that season you were like when i watched you you and emily do the barrel one it was so neck and neck for a certain point but then it looked like you were really far ahead and then the edit kept trying to show that you were really close uh no we were far ahead and we knew it and we actually took the foot off the gas a bit because emily didn't want to win by a lot because she had people coming after her already because she was a physical monster so she was like she literally was like to me, slow it down. We need to make it closer because if we don't, they're going to calf down. I was just thinking, well, they're probably coming after you anyway, Emily. Like <laughs> you're an yeah. absolute beast. <laughs> like, and, and that was where it was real weird. I felt like it was a very girl dominated season, the Australian one where it, they were all after the girl threats rather than the guy threats, which was quite interesting and different. You know, I felt like all the girls were after the girl threat. Well, yeah, exactly. And like, it seemed like every confessional, someone was talking about how Emily was an absolute beast or how like Brooke J was doing really well or Kiki as well. Like Kiki, everybody yeah. slept on Kiki at the start. Oh yeah. And then realized it was a terrible decision halfway through. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. You know, Kiki, me and her would never work well as a partner because she needs somebody who's a bit more um, forceful and a bit right. more um, set in their ways. Like, come on Kiki, let's go. And, and generally that's not the best strategy I like to use. Is with my partner is that domineering strategy. I like to give my partner a voice generally, but you know, she sometimes works really well with somebody who just tells her what to do. Otherwise she would be one I would say I'd work with. But again, I just feel like uh, me and her conflict, but more on a, a yeah, the way we work type yeah. of thing. And it seemed like her and Kieran, despite the fact that oh. they were exes did amazing together. Oh, And that's the reason for that. Cause Kieran knew yeah. Kiki really well. And he's like, Kiki freaking go do this. Rah, 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 and Kiki responds well to that, you know, she's yeah. just like, all right, you know, so yeah, they're a really good pairing, Kieran and Kiki. So what you're saying is that Kiki and Jordan would be a deadly pairing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They work really well together, <laughs> like incredibly well. But, you know, not everybody responds well to that. And, uh, no. and generally when I was with partners as well on that season, I would try and be the partner they needed uh, in during jail, dailies and that, not necessarily the partner that, you know, I'm better at being. It's just part of the reason why, which we'll get to later on in the final with Casey, I didn't try and push her too much, A, because I knew how badly of a shape she was in, which I'll get into as to why she was so bad and yeah. like she was cooked. But if I had just done that on her, all that would have happened is we just wouldn't have finished that final. I'll tell you that right now. Well, we just yeah. wouldn't have finished. Yeah. And that, that speaks to something that I actually messaged the group with while I was rewatching Australia today. 
which was quite simply that if we ever because we do roundtable discussions when we actually have downtime and we'll just bring a talk topic forward and kind of break it down. And I said, like, if we do one on best partner, it's a five minute conversation because it's Troy, because you do meet every single partner where they are and looking at you and Bamber and then looking at you and Casey and when Marley got eliminated and you immediately ran down and gave him a hug when they were on their way out. Like, and that's one of the things too, is like, even though we didn't see that relationship sort of develop that moment, you're like, okay, so these guys were definitely close throughout the entirety of the show. And we just didn't see it. We were. And like, it was funny because we're talking about that before. Cause he's like the whole time he's like, you be my sword and I'll be your shield. And we're saying that from this, like, nearly from like episode two, probably onwards, because I started winning. He's like, oh, you'd be the sword, I'll be the shield. So I was sort of being a sword and getting people mm, out yeah. um, throughout yeah. the game, but protecting him by yeah. using my sword on other people. <laughs> and then he ended up being my shield because in, in that um, daily that he lost, uh, or sorry, that, he, that we didn't win, and we're going against Kiki and Connor, who had lost, it was either me and uh, Megan, or I think it was with Megan, yeah, me and Megan, or Emily and Marley and he ended up getting selected a probably because of the bachelor Alliance. And, you know, he actually ended up being that shield as the one elimination that I probably could have gone into and lost because Kiki and Connor killed that. Yeah. And, and, you know, he ended up being the shield for me to go on and win. And it was really funny that we had joked about it throughout the season and then it ended up coming into fruition. So for me, when he went out, I was just very, um, yeah, sad for him. And I knew that he didn't get a chance to perform. And he hadn't yeah. had the right partners at the right time because there's a lot of luck in this game of the challenge as well. I, totally. you know, I always yes. believe you can create your own luck too, but there's also still an element of luck, whether you like it or not. And for me, I just would love to see Marley get another crack, even above me going back on the show. You know, I just want to see Marley back on because I reckon he's got a lot to give and everyone would love him. Yeah. And that solidifies my Troy's the best partner. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So, Troy, what I wanted to ask about is obviously you go through this very grueling version of the pole wrestle where you're you're saying you did it for almost an hour and a half is what it sounds like. Yeah. And you finally get done. You're battered. You're bleeding. And then uh, Briny says, we're going to go ahead and start the final right now. And so, (laughs) like, what's your initial thought right there? I was just like, are you freaking serious? Because I'd seen the challenge before and they don't do yeah. this shit. I was like, yeah. nah, this ain't right. Uh-uh. <laughs> is, there. Nah, I'm like, yeah, this is a stitch up. Yeah, literally every season it's been like that. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that later. So I was like, oh, are you serious? But at the same time, because then uh, like I went out back and, and she just announced it and they're like, the medicos like then like wanting to look at me. I'm like, nah, you don't come anywhere near me. There's no way I'm getting DQ before this final after <laughs> through that shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so for me, I was like, yeah, battered and bruised. And I was, I was like, all right, well, here we go. To me, um, the greater the challenge, the more drive I'll have. The more you mm. knock me down, yeah. the more you feel like I'm going to lose, I'm not going to win, the more I like to prove everybody wrong and even doubters anybody. And, and the, more, the, the more encouraged I get. So the second she announced that, I knew that, you know, people were counting me out. I worried whether I can even do anything. I'm just there, like, nah, let's go. Like, let's do this shit. Like I'm I'm going to go out there and smash it. I I hate using those sorts of things as excuses. I'm not an excuses person. I'm a, let's get in there and let's go on with it and let's get it done. Hell yeah. 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 So for me, it was just more of a drive. Like I'm just like, all right, let's go. Let's, let's make this story happen. 
it's like turning it from instead of an excuse of uh, almost into that motivator of like, nobody's going to be able to think I'm going to be able to do this and let me prove them wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, being five foot seven, 60 kilos, 65 kilos, playing um, Aussie rules football and all those sorts of things, I've been doubted <laughs> a lot yeah. throughout my life, you know, of, oh, can you do this? Are you going to be good at it? You know what? I don't really give a shit what you think. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do the best I can do yeah. and prove that, you know, the little people in this game can represent and can do well. And it's more yeah. to me about your mindset and your attitude and your preparation and doing the hard work before you even get on the show too. You know, some of the people that get on the show and don't do hard work beforehand, I sit there and wonder like, oh, what are you doing? Like, Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things where I was just kind of thinking and, and there was so much controversy in the final of like Challenge USA, um, more towards the, the women's side than, than the male side, but with mm. the way things fell apart at that puzzle, and it's like, once again, kind of the polar opposite with you. You do one of the most legendary versions of Paul Russell ever. And for an hour and a half, and then you have to go into a final and we'll get more into this final, but then you end up winning said final yeah. by basically <laughs> doing a whole additional stage on top of it. Yeah, It's just extremely <laughs> impressive. And, it, and it's, it's one of those things where like, if people didn't get the opportunity to see what you were able to do in there, and underestimate you, they're fools. Yeah, and that's where I was sort of glad at the same time that the Australian season hadn't aired yet because none of the <laughs> Americans had seen it either, like, um, which was handy. Which that's a good point. A lot. Yeah. Because I feel like now uh, if I go on the show again, I might be seen as more of a threat. And I don't know whether it will help me or not, but yeah, I might be seen as more of a threat than I previously was on Worlds. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like they knew I'd won, but they didn't know how. Although right. the right. Team- and Grant were doing their best to tell everyone that I beat someone in a six foot three in a pole wrestle. And <laughs> massive dude. And I'm like, guys, keep it quiet. Yet here, like, Emily, sh- Emily was trying to tell me to be quiet about telling people she's an Olympian. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Anyway, the, like the easiest anyway, thing to Google. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's a story for later though. But. <laughs> so with the Australian final, because we only see so much as far as with the USA final, we heard that there was a lot more into it. Would you consider it just as difficult, not as difficult as what you did in Worlds? Uh, no, it was nowhere near Worlds. Uh, well, sorry. Worlds, they cut so much and it was incredibly difficult. Yeah. The yeah. thing that made um, the Australian one difficult for me was having done that pole wrestle beforehand. Yeah. Because right. yeah. that was, it would have been like, uh, let's see, we did a 100 kilometer bike ride which I hate riding bikes, man. That's, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but after <laughs> yeah. that, we, uh, I'm a, I feel like I'm a very good runner. So we probably only did maybe 20 kilometers of running, which at the time I was like, man, this is a massive amount of running. This is cool. But Worlds, we, I reckon we did 60 kilometers of running. Like we did triple yeah. that easily. And we didn't have to eat anything bad uh, and those sorts of things. But I still think it was a hard final. Don't get me wrong. Like it was still right. like a hard final that I felt like was extra hard because of um, – the fact I was in a pole wrestle, but Absolutely. Worlds was on another level and they cut most of it out. And I was so disappointed. So yeah, yeah for me, Worlds was, uh, it was way harder, but I feel like Worlds was a lot more up my alley as well, right. where it's a long endurance, grueling, you're battling your demons the whole time. But yeah, unfortunately, I just couldn't get it done at Worlds, which yeah. is a story for another day. <laughs> <sighs> well, I was gutted. I'm glad that you got the W in Australia. I was very... Very upset to not see you get the win in Worlds. Don't get me wrong. I love Jordan, and we'll get more into this, but 
Uh, I've also seen the same male winners almost every year <laughs> yeah. for like the last 10 years. Man, so and I, wanted to, I wanted to change that. And, you know, I feel like with a Casey that was 100%, we would have changed that. I've got no doubt. I, yeah. I believe so. I, yeah. I feel like Casey gets massively underrated in her finals threat. But I saw her training in the gym. I saw her running the Ks. And unfortunately, from that hall brawl, she suffered not an injury, but she ended up with... um lactic acidosis or something it's called where you got, uh, yeah so then she was like oh i guess I'll, I'll talk about that later if you want but yeah i'll talk about that later like yeah, how, no what happened to her in the final because she was like yeah i don't think the show showed how much pain she was in how much her actually even finishing was the most incredible thing i feel like it was above my bloody pole wrestle it was above my final win like Mm-hmm. Man, she pushed her and she dug deep. And that to me shows a lot about her character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll get that yeah. yeah, yeah, no problem. Did you guys have any uh, additional questions about the final or do you guys want to move into the into worlds? Um, I think that is it. The only question that I had was when you walked in to that elimination right before the final, you see Briny there with an empty circle. What oh, is yeah. going through your head at that moment? Like as a fan of the show. Oh, I knew. I was like, mm. okay, this is a pole wrestle. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is you know, there, there's um, there's two eliminations that I actually wanted to do when I went in when I went in there, and that was a hall ball and a pole wrestle. Did I want to be in them? Heck no. No. <laughs> but do I want to do them for fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to do them for fun. Like, <laughs> and um, I think it was cool that I guess I got to be in the right place at the right time to end up in a pole wrestle and end up grinding it out and, and winning, you know. But yeah, uh, I'm also feel like I'm a bit smarter than that in a sense that I won't do an elimination unless I have to. Like, but I'm also not scared of them. And you know, looking back on it, I'm like so happy I was in there and I did it because it's a cool thing to show people that hey look what I can do, you know, and look at what you can do for, for me, because it's all the other smaller people and the small competitors out there who, you know, look at your CTs and your fessies and be like, man, I could never beat them. You know what you can, you know, mm-hmm. you can go yeah. out there and beat them. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a, it's a very uh, stereotypical term out here in regards to American football, but it's on any given Sunday, anything can happen. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if yeah, any, I've seen that movie. Yeah, a good movie. Though. Good movie. Yeah, Great yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one thing I was really curious about was how long of a layover was it between Australia and USA? Because it seemed like you it was a worlds. Or, or, or I'm sorry, yeah, Australia to worlds. Um, but how long of a layover was that? Because it seemed like it was pretty quick. It was. I think it was about four weeks. Maybe oh, wow. Wow. Maybe five weeks. Yeah, it wasn't long at all. Oh wow, it was really so, quick. lots yeah. of recovery time. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It was the exact opposite of what I wanted, though, because, like, I'd just been on – so I was in the worst shape, I believe, for Worlds than I was for Challenge Australia because I train all the time doing rock climbing and ninja and that sort of thing. And then when I got to the house, I was hardly hitting the gym. I was doing, like, heaps of hangboarding, so I was, like, hanging off, like, one finger and those sorts of things on this bar and trying to work on my forearm strength, which, funnily enough, <laughs> ended up coming <laughs> coming into play in that last one. <laughs> I felt like I'd lost so much strength. And then I, I was like, okay, I got home. I still had all the scars and, like, bruises. And I was like, what the freaking hell happened to you? And I'm like, oh, you'll, you'll see. Anyway, <laughs> so – I got home and I was straight back on the grind, like trying to build my strength and endurance back up to where it was. Because when I'm in the house, I wasn't training as much. And it's just because I didn't have the facilities I needed to train, like your rock climbing, 
Right. Um, I didn't have my mates there to just have fun with because that's how I like training. I don't like sitting in a gym, you know, lifting, pumping irons. And I mm-hmm. knew that going to going into worlds and those sorts of things with bigger competitors, I needed size. Like I still had all my other agileness and all that and all the rest of it still, my running ability, but I just didn't have the same size I had on Challenge Australia, which you see in worlds. I'm not the same size I was. Right. Um, and that's where I felt like I needed a bit longer to build that size back up again. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, we only have five to six weeks. So for me, it wasn't recovery time. I needed like get back out there, go have a go train, go yeah. do your stuff, do get your power and strength and endurance back up and then head out to world. Yeah. Right. You, you basically get back in there and do your due diligence <laughs> yeah, right away. Do, do my stuff. Yeah. Well, just do what I do in life, you know? <laughs> no. I, so with worlds, you, you get on to, you know, finally get on to set, you know, into the stadium, they get you set up. And then, you know, you see the legends come in, you know, what was kind of the first thing going through your mind? Yeah. I was like sitting there, I remember the Oval and then they're like, oh, and you're going to be playing with these legends and the helicopters fly over and you're like, it's going to be sick. Like all that dreaming before of like meeting these people and watching the challenge, who's going to be here? Is CT going to be here who I've watched and loved? Is, you know, other people ended up being there that I've watched, like Theo, I really liked. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, they're walking in, I'm like, man, all right, well, I know you're good. I've got to get you out, even though I really <laughs> like watching you. <laughs> like, and that was my thought process. It was like, okay, like I've seen what they do to the rookies and I've seen what they've done in the past. We needed, we need to band together with USA and everyone else and try and get rid of them. Obviously that ended up changing that whole strategy because we ended up playing with them. So it ended up being right. different. Oh, but okay. Yeah. So you start, thought you were we, going against them. Oh yeah. At the start, all like we were already, and even like not long after we were trying to make a big MVP alliance, which is what happened. We had made a big MVP <laughs> alliance with USA and Australia. So that yeah. when they got split, that's why we were such heads. And then, yeah, that obviously all changes a bit later on, but right. you know, that's why that, Alliance was so strong and so close because we wanted to really give it to the legends, but then we ended up being with them and it was like, Oh, <laughs> we can't do anything. Like, well, it's real hard to make these things happen. And yeah. So, um, we've talked to a couple people from worlds. We talked to Danny. We actually talked to Jody, uh, on Wednesday. We talked to Ben. We talked to a few people. And they've all said that during that, uh, that qualifier, you were towards the end, you started, you were in the lead and you were trying to get the flagpole in there, but you just couldn't get the leverage in there. And first of all, that's heartbreaking. But the, the bigger question to this is if you would have ended up finishing first and got first pick, who would you have chosen? Would you have still been Amber in hindsight or at the time? At At the the, time. Well, let's go with both, but let's say Uh, uh, at the time first. So at the time I was probably going to pick, Tory, if I'm being honest, because I felt like I needed a bigger physical person yeah. or Casey, funnily enough, who I ended up with or Amber, because I knew with Amber and I'm, this is why I was gutted Amber left because she was one of my first picks and she's even looking back on it now, somebody who I would pick. So I've got about one or two that I would pick going back on it instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was one I'd pick because all you have to do to me, I want to win the whole thing and mm-hmm. I've just got to get her to a final. She yeah. gets that final. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, she's probably going to beat most most people because she oh, yes. is a weapon, a running machine. And I think that's why people try and pick on her and get her out beforehand. And that's how I feel anyway. So I'm just like, hell's yeah, all or nothing. Let's go. Let's, you know, so when she was still available, I was stoked. Like, oh, I was yeah. so happy to have her and her personality of 
always getting picked on and being doubted, I felt like is similar to like how my journey is in life, you know, being doubted for being short, being the nice guy who people tend to take it the wrong way at times and, and all that. I was like, yeah, right, well, let's ride. Let's do this. Let's just get to this final and, and let's go give it hell, you know, let's go win the whole thing. You know, if we get eliminated along the way, well, let's go to get eliminated along the way. Let's just attack <laughs> it full force Yeah, and whatever happens, happens, you know, <laughs> That's so awesome. I was really happy. So yeah. But as for who I would have picked looking back on it, it would have to be probably Jody or Ooh. yeah, probably Jody or Tori still, because Tori, again, she just compliments what I don't have, which is that big physical presence. But Jody, because I didn't realize how good she was. I was only a recent fan of the challenge, man. She is a, a beast. A- I feel like she yeah. could run for days and she's somebody that a, you just got to get her to the final, but B, she can also get herself there. Like she yeah. is. Yeah good she's big physical presence she's hard to beat in eliminations and those sorts of things i felt like i sort of bought the the brains and muscle to it and the maneuverability and she sort of had the um i guess the size where i didn't um so i feel like looking back on it that's somebody i would have considered or should have considered that wasn't even on my radar yes and jody's amazing it's funny because when we talked to her and we asked her kind of a similar question she had uh it was tristan you and i believe danny were the three that she really wanted to play with yeah um and Uh, you know uh, no well there you go and you know and if ben hart hadn't have ended up picking her she probably well, she would have been available for me and Ben Har probably would have picked Amber. So I think it was between Amber and Jody who Ben Har wanted. And he ended Ooh. up picking Jody. So I actually would have ended up with Jody had I had I had Ben Har not picked Jody. Wow. And which, which wow. that was really funny because <laughs> Ben Har's epic and and you can see Jody just no, yeah. Not trying to make eye contact at all. Every, so like, it was obvious as hell, Jody. <laughs> she was looking everywhere but at Ben Ha. And then Ben Ha goes, Jody. I thought that was hilarious. I, I, and, you know, I feel so sorry for Ben Ha, but that was, <laughs> that was hilarious. Man, Ben Ha's a good I love it. I was going to say, when we were talking to her, she said, well, as soon as he picked her, she looked at TJ and TJ just gave her the look of like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's interesting because we've talked about this and I think, I don't think Amber would have been able to beat Emily in that hall brawl. No, but I probably wouldn't have ended up in there because we had the alliance. We had the numbers because we had sort of woken up to all these big plays in the house, which actually, funnily enough, would have been against the Tory um, and Jordan alliance because i was with caliano and we were like we were going to go strong and we had the numbers even if one of us lost and won we had enough numbers in between still we could send them in and now more importantly they were numbers we could trust yeah yeah and and i hadn't had that until that point in the season because yeah i had emily and grant but i trusted grant that much and and kiki or i thought i did i know what happened but i I still do trust kiki but um (laughs) i don't know what she was thinking when she put a bloody cross on me but anyway um, <laughs> yeah, trivia. But anyway, that was a weird day. That um, was a weird day. So I had like numbers I could trust because I trusted Grant almost to hold Emily off because I, st- I could feel that Emily still had that hatred towards me from the Australian mm. season. Yeah. But she came out in a podcast and said I did a dirty on that season doing something, which I don't know what it was. You'd have to speak to her, but I could feel like she had that resentment towards me and Kiki mm. right from the beginning. Right. And oh yeah. She called, us, she called us pawns and all the rest of it. And whilst I did know 
well, once I was in there, what was happening with Kiki getting thrown into elimination first and whatnot, I still wasn't happy with it. And afterwards, like, oh, you know why we did? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Like, I'm going to tell them I'm, <laughs> you know, not happy with it type thing. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Because that's when the rift sort of really, I felt like, started. And as I said, along with other things that were happening in the house with um, Emily and Grant going around saying, oh, you know, he did this pole wrestle. And what, they don't need to know that. Like, why are you telling them things that are only going to put a target on my back? It's not like that's going to not put a, like, it wasn't putting a big target on my back and I get that, but I felt like what they were trying to do is put my threat level in the Australian Alliance at the top. Exactly right. what they were so doing, that, yeah. So that if they were going to come after Australia, they were going to come after me first. And that's what I felt like. And to me, it was like, that's, that's a bit shady. And, and they were saying it like in front of my face to people, so I knew it was happening. And, and for me, that's where that mistrust had already begun and already started. And, you know, she might say, oh, try and find the first freaking shot. Yeah, my ass. I feel like she did. <laughs> like, anyway, on. And to me, it was clear she didn't have her best interest, my best interest at heart. Right. You know, and, you know, outside of the challenge, you know, mind you, I wish the best for her, but inside of the game, I'm not friends with her and will not be friends with her. I'll tell you that much. Well, and, and that was the thing too, is like when she said that they would never put an Australian's name in. No, like, she'll get somebody was, else to do it for her. Yeah. That's what she's Plus, like. Episode Sneaky. one. She got somebody yeah. else to say, Kiki. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, it's actually funny that because I'd heard rumors around the house, right? When I went against, when me and Amber finally went out and switched our votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was the episode before when we stuck and we actually supported Emily and drew it. We ended up stalemating yeah. and that's when Ben yeah. and Casey got chucked in. Um, even though Ben was like, man, you're at the bottom of Australia, which I sort of knew. I was sort of on the way out and I had no real home, which is what brings back to the whole like, because I knew Durrell, I thought they'll be after Kiki first, but I also knew that Durrell and Yes were super close. So oh, yeah. I really was on the bottom of the Australian Alliance, which isn't a be on end all, but I felt like Emily and Grant at that stage would have saved Danny and Sarah above me, which to me was bizarre because that's who they wanted in the final. And Danny actually came out, or well, Danny, or was it somebody I remember on a podcast actually came out and was sort of like, oh yeah, they're sort of like the final four that we wanted in the finals. And mind you, they didn't make any deals for that, but that might've been what they wanted. And to me, that's what I felt in the house. Yeah. So when I got to that vote and I defended them and I was like, yep, sweet, we're good. And then actually the next vote, I'd heard a big rumor and Ben was telling me and Casey was telling Amber that it was actually going to be our names. And for right. us, it, it didn't come out in the edit and it wasn't there on the edit that that was not their plan. I'm like, oh, did I just get duped by Ben? Like, has oh. Ben just played me? And this whole time in my head, I'm like, have I been played? At the same time, I still would have done what I did, but that was a large yeah thing in making my decision that um, I was going to get chucked in there, even though we all knew Grant was going home. So it was a nothing boat right. anyway. Yeah. Um, and so whoever was going to go in was probably, we knew Grant Snee was in trouble. So we knew they probably weren't going home. You still don't know because it's a challenge. Who knows what they're going to do? They might make never the two nominated people versus each other. Yeah. So for me, I still wasn't comfortable with my name being said. Um, and then when it came out that, my name was going to be said. I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. I'll just flip it to Emily. And at that stage, it was like, all right, sweet. Even if Emily doesn't go home, it's more of a statement to Emily. And <laughs> man, I'm against you. I'm done. I'm done yeah. with this alliance yeah. and I don't want to bar it anymore. And from then on, I was just forging my own path and I created these new alliances that I actually did trust and did feel comfortable. And that's when you start to see a lot more of my character, you know, in the challenge when I started feeling comfortable rather than you know, reliant on these people that I felt like I really just couldn't trust inside the game. 
Um, and it was funny anyway, that in that podcast that you did with Danny, I think mm -hmm. it was, that Danny actually came out and said, yeah, we were going to say Troy and Amber mm -hmm. yeah. in, in, in that one. Because yeah. until then, until that exact, because I was listening to what you guys did with your interviews when you invited me on and like how the vibe was going to go. <laughs> it was funny because when he said that, that was the first time I had, uh, the first time I've had confirmation that, that yes, I was getting targeted. <laughs> if oh, I hadn't wow. said something, I was actually going to end up down there in the scene. Oh, that's so interesting. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe there was truth to what they were saying. Whether Emily was, was saying, behind yeah. it or not is another story, but, you know, because they were saying it was, you know, sort of Emily and Sarah's idea, but I definitely know that Sarah and Danny knew about it. I just don't, mm -hmm. still don't know whether Emily did because, again, it wasn't in the edit. Yeah. And yeah. Emily came out and said, oh, yeah, but if, if I said that, wouldn't that be interesting? And I'll show it in the edit. You know what? They showed a lot of things that were important. Uh, so they didn't show a lot of things that were important that I know for a fact happened, especially on the Australian season. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. And they could have edited it out just because they wanted to. Right. They exactly. Wanted to, you know, they just wanted to play with my mind. They're like, <laughs> oh, is he still tripping? <laughs> 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 Who knows? I don't know what they want to edit and why, but I'm sure they've got a reason for it. But anyway. That's a bit of a tangent, but it's good to get confirmation from even you know things after the show that hey, okay, that is actually what was happening. And by Amber and I voting first, we sort of blew that whole plan apart. <laughs> we like, well, I'm glad right, we well. could get your confirmation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and I'm not saying what they were doing was wrong. It's just that you know they had to do what they had to do for their game, and unfortunately, I got a bit of wind of it, and I was able to sort of turn the tables a bit, and from that, create this big alliance, which. In the end, I only got destroyed by bloody sickness and pregnancy. I know. I yeah. know. Terrible. We were we were shocked that you managed to avoid the plague that happened in your own room because it was Tristan Just on one side you. and on the other. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, no, I got it. Oh, yeah, I was sick as a dog. But, yeah, again, I was just like, I don't feel like I had it as bad. Definitely not as bad as they had it. But I was yeah. sick as a dog. I was coughing and I was struggling to leave bed. But, you know. I was always like, a, all right, well, we're going out to a challenge. I've just got to get up and get on with it type thing. But I actually didn't know how sick Amber was. Like, I think she was hiding it from me massively. Right. I think everyone else in the house knew how sick she was. And I was like, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, she's cool. She's telling me she's cool. I believe her. Do, 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 do. Getting on with my day, you know, yeah. being positive, you know, having fun, hanging out in the Zen Den, we called it upstairs. It was her room and we called it the Zen Den. You know, hang out in the Zen Den, hang out with her. And, you know, she seemed totally fine. But, man, she was good at hiding how sick she actually was to me. And I think it's because we developed quite a, a close bond um, with each other because she loves to play with her heart on her sleeve and so do I. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I feel like through that we were really good friends and she just wanted to protect me as much as possible and not stress me out and not get me worried that you know she might quit and all that you know and i you know really feel grateful for her a hanging out for as long as she did yeah and b you know me being able to get another partner because as you said that could have just been easily the end the end of my game there and i think that's what i treated it like as well it's like all right sweet everything else is a bonus like Let's go in there. Let's get this done. Let's perform and see what we can do, Casey. Yeah, we ended up doing all right. So the only, like, I, I do love the end result that you and Casey had and the chemistry you guys had as partners. But when it happened, I was 
it just full disclosure, I was a little bit disappointed in my heart because I knew who was on the alternate list and I was really hoping they were going to bring Jenny West out and you were going to get her because like watching you work with Amber and knowing how Jenny plays, I would have, I was like, they are the powerhouse. If that happens, nobody's beating them. Yeah. It's funny. I've heard a lot about Jenny West, but I haven't played with her, but I've heard a lot of people say that, that kind of thing. I mean, if you get a chance, war of the worlds Two and total madness, she's phenomenal in both in war of the worlds Two, She's very green, very rookie, doesn't understand it very much and kind of just goes along. But in total madness, her second season, you see a totally different player. You know what and I mean? That, and that's the funny thing you say, you know, um, I think the reason they should bring rookies back is because a, I wasn't that exciting other than my elimination, which I got forced into stuff other than my elimination. Like, I wasn't that exciting, but that was my first season. Then I go into the second season and you see a bit more personality come out of me. And then, you know, if I go into a third season, I'm sure you'll see even more. You've got to realize that when you go into that show for the first time, you don't want to create waves. You're so focused on winning. You're worried that anything you say, any drama you cause will send you into elimination. Now, what happens is throughout the seasons or what I've learned throughout the seasons, um, as you keep playing, it's like, okay, well, I don't care about waves as much because they don't come to bite you in the back as much as you'd expect and as often as you'd expect, especially not in a way that Worlds was set up. And you can sort of look at, I mean, in saying that it can, like if you go all out like Turbo last season, but (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I'm saying to do, but it's just more like, you know, being more you and and not trying to be that chameleon, which you see rookies trying to be. Um, And it's a good tactic and it normally gets you far but then you just see the the vets just pick them off and get rid of them anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where Sarah and Danny had already learned that lesson prior coming to them. Why I love them and respect them. Moss, we weren't the best on terms in the game. They always kept the door open. We actually had a conversation after I voted Emily and Sarah in. Emily didn't want to barb me, refused to talk to me. And I, I didn't trust her for a sack of crap anyway. So I was happy with that. Um, <laughs> and I was talking to um, Sarah and Sarah's like, look, the door's always open. Where did we go wrong? I'm still happy to work with you. I'm like, me too. Look, I just felt like this was happening. I'm still open to working with you. Mind you, we never did work together again um, on the same page, but that's where her attitude was really great and, and awesome in a sense that she was willing to put herself out there. She was willing to stand up. She was willing to have these tough conversations, these hard yards. And obviously you could tell, hey, she's a survivor player, so she's played it before. She'd done well on a Challenge USA. And I felt like she was an exceptional rookie. She'd already learned all these yeah. lessons that these rookies now go on and don't learn straight away after their first season when they get absolutely shit on. And, you know, I think they need to be brought back so that you will get a lot more competitiveness and a lot less of us getting manipulated because that's what's happening in there. And I've noticed it even looking back on the show now, the little things they do throughout the house that might not make the air. And, you know, to me, it's not surprising that all these rookies in the past have been manipulated. Like this, they're little, they'll shoot words out there. And they won't bite, they won't bite, they won't bite. Then suddenly, boom, it'll bite. And, and, it, and it won't come back to bite on them because it's so ambiguous and so done so perfectly. Yes. And it's hard to explain that it just never comes back to bite the vets on the, on the ass. And it, it's so good. And I feel like once you play a few seasons, you start to clue onto it, which is why you see, you know, rookies who start to play two, three seasons end up getting sort of invited into the vet slash vacation alliance a little bit because they've clued onto it and they realize what's going on and they don't want to play that same game. And they're like, okay, well, I'll rally all the lookies against you. And then they sort of get invited in a bit more and whatnot. So 
yeah, we should, anyway, point of story, we should see a lot more rookies on and I've learned a lot and, you know, you're going to play that game a lot different the more you play it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's something we're all in agreement of. Like, don't get me wrong, we're big Tory fans. Um, I've liked her since oh, her rookie too. season. You know, same with Jordan. And you, like you said, Casey's just an absolute beast. Big fan of her when oh. she was on Big Brother. But as much as I love them, I do want to see them kind of get separated and not all be on the same season together because it, it becomes stale after a while. And we uh, need uh, the rookies. And, and I agree, but it's also about the rookies bringing it to them too. You know, it's yeah. not their fault that the, you know, that, that the vacation alliance having a vacation either. Like, but if, if they had done it the other way around and we weren't paired up legends, I'll tell you right now, we, I felt like definitely Sarah and Danny, cause we were part of our alliance would have bought it to them. And then it wouldn't have been, they would have been going against each other and, and stuff like that would have happened on that season because you had Sarah and Danny who were both so strong minded and, I learned so much from them, even in my season throughout world, that as you see me progress later where I was a bit more doubtful and a bit more not really standing up for myself. As I grow throughout the season, I start to learn these things of, oh, okay, I can still be me. I can still be nice, but I can also still stand up for myself and not be uh, shit on by everyone else, you know? So I feel like, yeah, that's definitely something I've learned, but something Danny and Sarah already knew, and it would have been a very interesting season had we're not being paired up with the legends, even though there was a bit of a vacation alliance. I don't feel like oh, it would have been on <laughs> like, and I don't right. feel like we would have just got shot on like every other season. Yeah. And go ahead, Danny. Or, I'm sorry, gonna go ahead, Tony. <laughs> Danny. I'm just going to say one of the things that I think that a lot of people who are primarily fans of the challenge that, and they haven't necessarily watched much survivor don't know about Sarah is the season that she won was an all returning season called game changers. So she beat all of the other game changers that came back and then she got fourth on an all winners season. So like her strategy and the way that she can move through the game is an entirely different beast. Oh, she's good. And, and you know, uh, just a bit of shout out there, Sarah, because she is actually so funny. She is hilarious and she's got this real, <laughs> she does have this real lighthearted side to her and you don't see any of it in a challenge because she is a strategic cutthroat person and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But man, I'll tell you what, she's actually really, really funny because she's got a very dry sense of humor and I feel like I do too. And I find it, <laughs> and I just found her so funny in the house. Like, and, and, you know, it's funny watching her on TV because I feel like it's almost not the same person that, I, right. Like it, it is, but they've just chose to show, I guess, and this is where people complain about good edits and bad edits, is that it's, it's not necessarily that, it's that they can choose a trait of yours yeah. and exacerbate it and make it yep. seem bigger than it actually is. And exactly. I think that's where people are like, oh, I got a bad edit and got a good edit, but it's like, I oh, don't know, did you really? Like you still did those things and you're still that person. I just yeah. want everyone else as well to be aware that, like, especially for Emily, like they exacerbated her, you know, brutal cutthroat side of, oh, she's my porn, rah, 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 you know, but, right. you know, no, nah, I'm not defending it. I'm over that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, they might have, you know, exaggerated that a bit, you know, but she was just playing the game. That's why I think you see that, like, anybody who plays with Sarah has nothing, like, has nothing but good to say as far as, like, She's funny, she's personable and everything else. And then when people watch Sarah, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. they get a completely different outlook. And it's the same with Casey. 
Like um, my my wife, who basically was like, you were number one for both Australia and for Worlds and likewise. But she said that, like, you brought out the best in Casey as far as the edit goes, because you guys were like two kids in a candy shop where at that point you just didn't give a shit because you knew that people like your names were floating around. You were one of the most well-rounded teams that were left in the game. And you had the snark and just the fuck it attitude of we're just going to do this and we're going to do it our way. And it brought out so much more of Casey's personality that we don't see in previous seasons that my wife also said, like, this is one of her favorite Casey seasons as well, because we got so much more that we don't normally see. Yeah. And I felt like she brought a lot out in me too and the situation yeah. we're in and that's what i'm saying like sometimes you have to be almost cornered in a way to be just like meh all right i'm just gonna yeah. be me like as you said like i'm gonna get thrown in it is what it is and i felt like she had a very similar attitude to me where we were like we're gonna get to the final if you want to make it the hard way for us well we'll do it the hard way but <laughs> yeah. that you know at that stage we were almost over fighting the easy way we're like uh well we've given up on the easy way type thing like because <laughs> we'd already been in one elimination when you were sort of at the bottom we she knew that when we got paired up that we ha- i had no real alliances because that whole thing just got blown to bits yeah right. um and then in hindsight back to the trivia challenge when we first got paired up i wish i could have convinced casey to put the point on tori and danny because we end up saving danny as well for yeah. Casey, for Tori, and, and Danny didn't even see that as a favor or anything. But he, um, since speaking to him, he's like, oh, yeah, he could see how I would assume that I was like, hells yeah, they're going to have our back now heading into the vote, and we get voted yeah. in. And I'm like, what the shit? Like, Danny, I just, I just yeah. like, saved your bum. Like, I just didn't put the <laughs> cross on you, but I never had the conversation with him. So fair enough. I should have. And that's why I erred. I either should have got something out of Danny and said, hey, we won't say you for this trivia and this cross so you don't lose, but you make sure you don't say us in that trivia and we won't say each other's names in, in, a, in, um, in the table or something like that, if, you know, yeah. which is why I get so frustrated that Tori wouldn't say his name because Danny hadn't made any promises, but Tori sort of had that implied promise. I guess that's why she didn't want to say our names, that we didn't put the cross on them. But in hindsight, I wish I'd have convinced Casey to put the cross on Tori and Danny because that could have changed the game. and. Yeah. It would have put our position yeah. actually better because then Ben Har and Jody would have trusted us and it would have been trying to get Casey away from that the alliance she had and towards the Ben Har and Jody, Callahan, Tristan, kicking in the rail alliance that I was already in. Right. Yeah. You know, we lost Ben and Casey and then Amber and me in a way. So we lost two numbers there in our in our big alliance that we did trust a lot of each other in that. Perhaps that was a tactical error and something. I wish I could go back on if I could convince Casey, but I'm not sure I could. Right. She's like, they ride and die for each other. I'm pretty sure Casey and Tori, but man, I wish it was something I could have made happen because I felt like it would have set us in a better position socially. In saying that though, I'm also happy to go battle it out and battle my way through, especially (laughs) knowing the end result, especially knowing the end result, but it's not something I want to do. And it's pretty dumb to go, Hey, I want to be an elimination, but Essentially, that's what we did in the vote when we could have just put the vote on Tori and Danny again and they would have versed Jody and Ben Ha. But for me, again, I just didn't say it. I was like, yeah, sweet, I'll take the hit. And I think Sarah came out and said it. I should have just said my own name because that would have looked 
really cool, but instead I yeah. burnt it on Jordan and Kaz. So half the fans missed the point of that because by burning on Jordan and Kaz, we're essentially putting ourselves in. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the conversation with Danny because if I'd have said Danny and Tori, again, Tori knew what we're doing, we're saving her and sort us a favor, but Danny didn't. Because I never had the conversation of, oh, okay, well, we won't say your name again in the stalemate again because Sarah and Theo were probably going to change their votes. Because right. Danny was over there. He was putting his arms up. He's like, fuck this shit. Send us in. I'm going in. <laughs> and that's yeah. where Sarah and Theo were voting after us. So if we had to tried to stalemate it again, because the only reason we were voting for them was to stalemate. It wasn't to send them in. Right. That wasn't right. our goal. So when they're like, oh, but they said your name. Yeah, we did. But it was to stalemate. Whereas in the second time, if we had said their name, it was actually to send them in. So that's why we couldn't have said it because it would have made us look really poor. If we were the last to vote, yeah, we could have said their name again because we could have stalemated it infinitely. Because if they had said their name, we could have voted ourselves and stalemated it and saved them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because we weren't the last vote, we wanted to stalemate. But because we weren't the last vote, because we knew Tristan Kelly, we couldn't make it happen. So in the end, we do send ourselves in but I did, again i didn't have that conversation with danny to be like hey i'm going to save you from this elimination can you try and you know owe me one later on because again he didn't see that as an omi he saw that as me being dumb which i guess it is because i never made a deal with him i never made any promises with him and that's where i learn a lot from you know this season and standing up and just having these conversations even if everybody's there like who cares like what are they going to do throw us in elimination again well guess what (laughs) it happened anyway because we had no numbers i might as well have tried to get number even if it was in front of everyone right right Right. and it would have made it more interesting as well better tv and you know looking back on these things it's just stuff i should have and could have done Uh, you know i still felt like this was almost an extension of my rookie season in a way even though i'd gone on and won the australian one because i hadn't seen it air I hadn't seen yeah. what got cut out. I hadn't seen why things happened. I hadn't seen what people had been saying around other people's backs, you know, because you realize that once you've finished the whole thing and you're like, oh, well, all this got cut, all that got cut. Why did that get cut? Oh, my God, they missed all the fun stuff that they should have aired about me. Perfect example of that is Theo this season. He was yeah. so funny in the house. He was the life of the party. He was doing crazy jokes, extremely funny stuff, and we're having so much fun in that house. But all the fun stuff in the house got cut. Man, that house uh, was a riot. That was a ball. But all the fun, you know. And then Theo got cut because of it, you know. But yeah. Anyway, it's just a, a learning point for, for me. They did make it seem very serious and stale in the house most of the time. Yeah, um, I thought. It wasn't. Mind you, Danny and um, Sarah did spend a lot of time, and Emily actually spent a lot of time in their bedroom, and they weren't um, coming out much. But I think it was because they felt a bit uncomfortable with what was happening, which was fair too. But even they were coming out, Sarah and, and Danny and that a lot and still associating with certain people and having a ball and they didn't show any of it. Like I'm pretty sure Sarah, uh, sorry, Danny was pretty, which I think you spoke to him about, was pretty close with Jody, you know, which yeah. I didn't even see too much of, but it was obviously happening. Like Danny came out and did like a, a football presentation. I think it might've been to Tristan and myself. <laughs> who was just, yeah, you know, the positions, because we knew yeah. not a lot about American football, but I, I love sports. I love Aussie rules football, you know? So yeah. for me, like he did so much fun stuff as well. And they didn't show any of the fun side of Danny, Theo, oh, just everybody, Kaz. Yeah. Like Kaz was my little apprentice in the house, like, because I, I was unbeaten at chess. So I was teaching her to beat Theo, who was the next best at chess, who, who'd only lost to me. And then she ended up <laughs> beating Theo because I was training her up and, it was really funny, you know, and they didn't show, I mean, like, you know, that insane, I get why they didn't show that, but, you know, there was other stuff that happened and storylines that happened in the house that were quite 
lighthearted and fun and unfortunately none of that made to air. You know, you've only got 45 minutes in the episode and you've got to explain what actually happens and why people go in. So it makes yeah. sense that, that all that got cut. But, you know, if the episodes are an hour or whatever it is on MTV, they're normally a bit longer, aren't they? Uh, it depends on the season. Hour, hour and a half. Depending. Yeah, hour and a half. So they would have been able to show a lot more of that stuff. But yeah, it is what it is. This is a bit of a selfish, uh, selfish question. Um, are you a pretty avid chess player? Um, no, I don't reckon I'm that good, that good, but I was good in that house. Good in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I'd say I'm like average, maybe slightly above average, if for that. And everyone else just wasn't that great. Yeah, <laughs> like I put it this way, if Devin was in that house, I've heard Devin's really good at chess. I probably got my ass whooped. But thankfully in that house, I was pretty good. And Theo was really good too. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so here, I'm going to put you on a spot with a tough question. Um, oh. I'm going to word it a little bit differently than they yes. have it. But we saw so much of you making changes to accommodate your partner to be the best version of what they need in a partner. If you had to choose who would have been the better partner for you between Amber and Casey, which one would it be? Again, what situation am I putting in? Better partner in eliminations? Casey. Yeah. Me and her are on the same page. We've got the same level of coolness. Man, we'll whop everybody. As far as uh, around the house and having fun with it and not that Casey wasn't fun and running a final, I'd probably pick Amber. And it's not because I know that Casey shut down. It's just because I think that Amber is a different animal when it comes to finals. Like, just from what I've seen, like she can run for days, man, days. And I felt like it was going to be one of those finals. I just had that feeling that it was going to be a grueling final. It was going to be lots of running because there's lots of running in an ordinary final, let alone what we did on, on worlds, which I felt like this one was an extraordinary final in a sense that we did over 60 kilometers of running. Like it was stupid. And it was majority of it was uphill and downhill. Yeah. Stupid amount of running. Um, (laughs) So I guess for me, that's my answer, which kind of sucks because I'm sure people would love to hear, uh, Oh, I'll definitely (laughs) pick this person. I'll definitely pick that person, but put it this way, going back on it, I would, Probably would like I would have loved to have had Amber the whole time and finished the game out with Amber. Yeah. But just because you know, once you pick somebody and you start riding with them, that's just what I want. You know, that's yep. what I would have loved to have done. I would have loved yeah. to seen if whether we would have got eliminated or not. But I also respect her and her baby's health over everything. And if I had known she was pregnant, even in episode two, I would have been like, "Hey, throw our game away. Let's get the shit out of here. You got bigger fish to fry than Aww. than playing the challenge." I, I love, but I love, by the way, that you were like the first person that she told, like outside of production. That was such a cute moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a beautiful thing for her to share with me too. And I really yeah. appreciated her sharing that moment with me. And when she told me, I thought she was joking straight away. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, shut the front door. You see it? Like, you can see me. Cause that's first time. Like, when she told me on the camera, that was the first time. I, I didn't know how to react. <laughs> I struggle um, showing how I am emotionally to people at times. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just do. Um, but when she told me that, I was just so happy for her and relieved at the same time that, that she was out the game and in a safe environment. And then when she told me that nobody in the house knows and she wants to keep it a secret to me, that was a good chance to show her faith in me yeah. Yeah. that it, it was warranted. And I went back in that house and I didn't say a word. Everyone's like, Oh, what was wrong with Amber? Oh, I don't know. Like, and I, I'd hate 
paneling those little white lies in a way, but I was also like, you know, this is bigger than me. This is her secret. And, right. Yeah. And I've just got to keep it on the down low. And then you even heard people at, um, cause she ended up revealing it at, um, the reunion. The reunion. Uh, reunion. Yeah. A month, a uh, month and a half after worlds at the reunion and none of them had heard a peep. Right. No. And, yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, it just creates good moments, you know, just doing those things. And I wish, I'm not saying other people aren't like that, but I wish people would try and, you know, be like that, especially in the house, you know, and keep it under wraps so you can make these cool, surprising moves and all the rest of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was awesome. And she actually just had her baby a few days ago. So congratulations to Amber and Chauncey on their baby girl, Sunny. Congratulations. And hopefully I'll see her. When yeah. I head over there in August, yeah. I think I'll be where she is. So hopefully we'll catch up and I'll get to meet her challenge baby that I felt like I'd almost already met inside the house. <laughs> right. I already played the game with her, her baby and she's <laughs> making big game moves before she's even born. Right. Future, future <laughs> champ right there. For us. Ruining an entire alliance in one bloody yeah. swoop. Well, yeah. <laughs> before I forget to say this, Troy, I mean, if, if, when you're out here in August, if you end up driving through and you come through the Reno area, you know, give us a shout. I'd love to sit down and have a beer with you to just bullshit for a little bit. And, you know, thank you very much for giving us the entertainment this season because it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the one thing everyone we've talked to, um, whether they've been on the show or different fans on social media is like, just they're so impressed with how, of a, how much of a stand up guy you are, but also yeah. how you approach the challenge, your competitiveness, your heart in it and uh, <laughs> how much uh, you've, you've really kind of become a fan favorite and yeah, so and quickly. it's pretty unanimous throughout there, which isn't happen often. No. There's usually quite a bit of turmoil on both sides, but <laughs> um, so no. And you know, like I said, it's, it's one of those scenes where we truly walked away with, there's probably like four or five of the MVPs that we would like to really see continue on in the seasons in future seasons. And you're absolutely one of them. Yeah. No, no, the top no thank you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think they need to bring a, a lot of them back. Cause I felt like a lot of them had a lot more to give, you know, but for me, as I was just explaining, you know, the more you go on, the more you feel comfortable, the more you're happy playing a game, the more you'll see the personalities of these people, you know, including myself, Kaz, you'll see a lot more. Well, I'm assuming she'll come back because, man, she went on to win. I feel yeah. like you'll see a lot more of Kaz's cheekiness. You know, I feel like <laughs> she's quite a, a cheeky personality, but, you know, you don't really see that in the show. But, yeah, she loves to have a lot of fun. And anyway, and those sorts of things. Well, and, and I think it's, I mean, I, I know you probably can't say anything either way with contracts and everything, but. Um, obviously it doesn't look like you're filming 39 right now. So, <laughs> but based on what I've seen, you'd probably be a shoe in to at least make the final, if not win it from who I've seen on there right now. No offense <laughs> to anybody on there, but <laughs> just what I'm kind of noticing. Nah, thanks. But you never know, you know, to me, you can, as I said, I, I like, I feel like I can control what I can control and I'm confident I'll make the final, but anything can happen in that house. You Absolutely. Know? You can just get shit on by an injury or you could um, get a crappy elimination that just you happen to not be good at and all those sorts of things. And whilst I do my best and I'm, I'm hoping a lot of challenges do do their best to limit the randomness factor in it, it's, it's always going to be there. And depending on the style and the way you play and sometimes it's going to fade you and sometimes it's not, but nah, <laughs> I appreciate the love, but yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. As if I'm on 39 or if I'm on 39 or not. Yeah. Who knows? 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Only time will tell, right? Um, Only time will tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you end up switching partners and, you know, it's you go right into oh, yeah, elimination. Yeah. And then, you know, I, think oh, I wish I had said that like that new team thing was such a cop out. Like, I mean, it was partly that. But man, it was a bit of a cop out. Like they did see us as a bit of a threat and they didn't really know where we stood because we were with Casey and we just voted in Ben Ha and Jody like on the cross. But we had also just been voted in by Kiki, who was my like literally number one. She just put a cross yeah. on me instead of Emily. And yeah, so I'm thinking, what the? So that was just a real weird day. And I think because that doubt was creeping into everybody's head, we ended up going in, even though I don't think that was the best decision for certain teams to put us in in that elimination. Agreed. Um, and ended up everyone ended up using that uh, oh, new team excuse, but I felt like teams were starting to feel threatened by us, um, and that's why we got chucked in. It also provided us with one of my favorite Casey moments of the entire season of that's a cute way to justify it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I mean, and I feel like, you know, she really started to come into her own with, like, you know, the cards were stacked against her. Things yeah. weren't going her way socially for once, but she was like, meh. Like, you know, yeah. going to bring out her side of things. You know, she didn't have people standing up for her. She sort of had to stand up for herself, yeah. which was awesome to see, and it's something that she did do regularly in the house, even earlier on, but you didn't see it as much. And I'm sure she's done in other seasons that for whatever reason, and now knowing how much gets cut, I'm sure it's just been cut and what whatnot. So well, yeah, because when we spoke to Devin, Devin said that what like Casey has one of the best social games in the entire oh, house. Oh, it's incredible. Right. Yeah. Very good. And she does a lot of things like uh not behind closed doors. I wouldn't say that, but she does a lot of like little things that end up being a big thing. And that's right. why yeah. it doesn't get shown. Like she'll you know, hooking with certain people and she's such a, a cool chick and fun to be around as well that people don't want to put her in. I think people are scared of her, if I'm honest, too. Yeah. So no, blame I think I think the, the women don't want to put her in because they're worried she'll come out firing. Whereas in this one, at that stage, I'd sort of started to recognize the game that it was really hard to get a shot back if you don't have the numbers. Yeah. yeah. So you could pretty much, if you had the numbers, you could have a shot at anybody and it didn't matter because you had the numbers and you could just keep doing it. I think that's why she, me and her got put into a lot more eliminations, even though I felt like we were a big threat in elimination and nobody wanted to see us in there because they're like, oh, okay, well, we just don't have to lose and we won't be in against them next week because we're going to chuck them in again <laughs> against whoever loses. <laughs> you know, so, and hopefully it's some bullshit and they can get eliminated or maybe they weren't thinking like that. But they yeah, I think were. at that stage, <laughs> I think at that stage too, we we're looking for a home and nobody was taking us in and, we weren't helping our own situation either, which I'll get to because that's like another, uh, another two, two episodes in. And that's the thing too, is like you lost a partner in Amber and then at the same time, you lost a friend in Ben in like one fell yeah. swoop because you yeah. were roommates with Ben. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did. And we were part of the alliance with Tristan and that. And when Tristan and Callie-Anne got in, I think um, uh, me just being who I am and who people describe me as uh, on the show and the fans and all that, I think that's the big reason why Kellyanne and Tristan didn't, because their only option was to throw Casey and myself under the bus, and they right. didn't. Perhaps they should have, and they might still be in the game, but I don't know whether that influenced Kellyanne's and Tristan's decision, because at that stage, their only option was to try and, I guess, throw us under the bus, which was bizarre because Kellyanne and Tristan at that stage were my number one, and they were. Yeah. But we couldn't help them. So when they had that conversation with Casey and Casey goes, oh, 
I don't trust them. I was just sitting there like, are you serious? Like you're with me and I trust them. I don't know. I, I didn't like that hearing that from Casey, but I sort of get it from her perspective perspective because I hadn't explained to her how close I was with them in the game. And that just goes back to the, me saying that I've learned a lot from my time on the challenge Australia and the challenge worlds in the sense that you've got to say these things, you've got to make them obvious to your allies. Cause if you don't, like a lot of things that you think are assumed in your head just aren't. And Kellyanne came out and said it on a podcast with that whole trivia thing about how we should have ran it and how we should have done it. And she's right. We should have done it that way. And to her, it was obvious, but me at the time I was sick. I wasn't thinking straight. Could it have worked? Maybe not, but we should have given it a go because look at what resulted because we didn't, we ended up in nearly right. every elimination, you know, yeah. Whereas maybe if I had to convince Casey to put in Tory, a, the fans would have loved it because it would have been Casey <laughs> going against Tory. So they'd have been like, Whoa, hold on. But, B, they might have then lost, and then we would have had the numbers because Jody Benhar, Tristan Kellyanne, and Daryl and Kiki, and all that. You know what I mean? That we could have created a stalemate, and then Kiki, um, sorry, Tristan and Kellyanne won that and could have picked whoever they wanted, which hopefully would have, which could have been a Sarah and a and a Theo, or it could have been a um, an Emily and a Yes in there instead of Amir Benhar, oh, Benhar and Jody versus Amir and a, a Casey. So right. So one thing I did want to ask about was kind of skipping forward a little bit, getting yeah. towards that, towards the end of the show was that moment you had with yes. Was that pretty much <laughs> the whole scene itself or did they edit quite a bit out? No, nah, that was pretty much the scene. So I was like, eating, um, eating my fruit loops. Yeah. And he, he came up to me and he goes, Hey man, I'm sorry. I'm just like, at that stage I thought, well, we knew it was the last daily and mm-hmm. I'd been thrown in time and time again by him. Or, and Emily, actually, it was yeah. by Emily mainly, but he's always the one like, oh, I had just as much say as my partner. So to me, I was like, well, you're as much to blame as her then. And yeah. now you're in yep. here telling me, oh, sorry, it had to be the way. Uh, and cut the bullshit. You're doing what's best for your game. Don't be bloody sorry about it. Like, uh, run with it. And yeah. just, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to hate you. I like you outside of the game. Don't go doing that shit because that's the sort of crap. I don't like it's just being fake it's just saying sorry for no reason or to try and not put a tag on your back because all of a sudden you're maybe thinking that maybe the losers will get to pick this time if we stalemate i don't know whether he was thinking that but to me it was just like dude i've had enough don't be sorry for it you've decided that you're going against me if you were sorry for it you wouldn't have said you wouldn't have dropped me you would have dropped somebody else and i would have got to that ladder because we were next and i would have had to make the decision of oh they've actually didn't pick us do i then go and sabotage Emily and yes, or to sabotage mm-hmm. one of the other two teams and leave yeah. it to sort of fate as to who the last one decides to sabotage, you know? So it then would have been a moral decision for me to make. If, and if you were truly sorry and you didn't want to do that, that's what you would have done and you didn't. And I get why you didn't do that because we've been against you this whole time and it would have been a big gamble for you guys. But in the end, all you did was pretty much by dropping us is decide who you wanted to verse in elimination because Sarah and Theo were going to pick you two anyway. Right. If they had one, like, and that's what I felt like is the second they dropped us, it was like, okay, we want to virtue elimination is what I felt. So when he came and said, sorry, and all this garble, it was good. Cause I got to express a different side of me that other people hadn't seen, which is like, nah, dude, like I'm eating my fruit loops and it was just <laughs> awkward. And I was like, nah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I still speak to yes outside the game. And again, that was just a game thing where I just thought like, nah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. just eating my fruit loops. I'm ready to go to war and it looks like it could be you. Well, right. <laughs> so I'm not about to be friends with you. Like, you know, like, I know. Well, and I was going to say, I'm sure, well, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm assuming Emily's probably a, a wonderful person outside of the show. 
but from the way she played the game and for that last elimination to come down to that stalemate and you guys getting the choice, it, it was karma. No, oh, yeah. You know, it was so absolute perfect. karma. And, uh, you know, yeah, I love that you guys. It was poetic. It yeah. really was. And I love the yeah, fact that you guys uh, yeah. set it up to say, oh, yeah, no, we're, we're taking this opportunity to bring them down here with yeah. us. Aussie strong. Yeah. Aussie oh, strong. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Aussie strong and, yeah, running around the house. It was, yeah, it was really funny because I felt like I got to express a bit more of a playful, fun side of me that is like, hey, like, this is how I treat you if you're against me. And it's still not bad, but it's just like, like, yeah, get stuffed, you know, rather than you know, and taking it all personally. <laughs> and, you know, it was just those sorts of things that I'm glad I got to express because of the situations I got put in. And, you know, had I not been with Casey or been forced into all these eliminations, I probably would have just been another fly on the wall um, in that whole season because of the strategy and drama that was going going down in the house with Danny and Tori and Sarah and to Jordan and all that sort of mm-hmm. alliance going on. But yeah, no, that, that, that was really funny. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's almost kind of the same kind of thing, like with your Ninja Warrior, you know, you came back for that second season and just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to have fun with it. And it seems like that's kind of yeah. what you did on worlds is it was just like, all right, let's just have fun with it. Talk a little crap and just, you know, enjoy the ride. Yeah. And I, was- I love it. It worked out. Yeah, and it was sort of like halfway, almost like three quarters way through Worlds when I sort of started realizing that and having that attitude again. Yeah. Where yeah. I was like, ah, oh, let's just take a breath. You know, I'm here. I'm in South Africa. I'm competing on this sick TV show. Like, what's the worst they can do to me? Like, and they just kept throwing all this shit at me. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, we'll just keep winning. We'll just keep getting on. You know, we'll just keep controlling what we can control and hopefully the rest will look after itself. And um, yeah, that was the attitude we'll have. And it was funny watching everyone even outside the house, sort of getting in big tizzies and hearing them on podcasts, getting really <laughs> personal about some things. And it's like, come on, guys, let's just have some fun. Look, I don't like you in the house and I probably won't play the game with you again because I can't trust you. Or if I do, like, we'll be at odds. And, man, I don't know how we'll get along in the house again, me and Emily, if we're <laughs> together. And it's, you know, as you said, I'm sure she's a, a good person outside of the house and other people have different views on her. But my view of her is she's just not worth the time and effort for me to to put in with her if I was on another show like it's just not not worth repairing that relationship you know mind you we have been messing and messaging each other outside the house just because a few things were said and you know she was apologetic for what she said um and I was apologetic for something I shared on my Instagram and you know we don't need to bring it outside of that house and that animosity that we feel for each other I guess at, at the minute you know I wouldn't say we're I wouldn't say we're like the worst of enemies but I definitely wouldn't wouldn't say we're we're friends that's for sure <laughs> yeah no and that's it's fair. it's the understanding you know it's good to have that line of communication after the season because otherwise you get stuck in thinking beyond that this is just a game that we're playing right like it's yeah. not like like we really hate each other if i see them in the streets i'm gonna cuss them out kind of thing you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean yeah which is like i don't know it's like a catch 22 because I get that the challenge fans sort of want that a bit. Some of them and <laughs> yeah. good on them. They can have that, but that, that, that just ain't me, you know? So go get that from somebody else because <laughs> that's not who I am. And you can go chase somebody else for that crap. <laughs> yep. There's plenty of them out there for that. Um, yeah, exactly. So true. Um, so obviously, well, first off, I'm going to just share this with you. You probably heard it or if not, I know our listeners have, but 
we all went into that final elimination thinking it was going to be Emily and yes versus Danny and Tori. Mm-hmm. And we were all instantly feeling Ugh. really bad for yes in that situation. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, watching your guys's your guys's portion of the battle, yours and yeses, it was it was actually very impressive. And, and to yeah. know that you had that uh, experience in Aussie rules football. Um, you know, you saw it because the first thing I said to Karina when it started happening, I was like, I think Troy's going to do this. He's just got better leverage. He's mm-hmm. lower than, yes, he can get that center of gravity, um, which is, you know, to a degree what happened until the tangle up. Right. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I heard Jordan or maybe even um, Danny in their confessional say, you don't want to make it a wrestle. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, but if you're smaller and you're way less, you almost do a little bit. Because if I make it into a wrestle, I can actually take your weight out of it a little bit. So what happened was he was actually starting to, even though I was smaller leverage and I was below him, he was actually starting to bend my back back, even though my legs were still planted. Mm-hmm. So I think what you see me do is then that's when I do get lower and change it to more of like a, a wrestling thing where I actually sort of stop focusing on his upper body half because he did have more weight behind mm-hmm. that and was able to sort of start pushing my back back and I felt that and I felt so I just switched on my core a lot so I could just work that little bit back and then when I felt that sort of sideward slip I was able to sort of get under him again and really get his his leg to the point where my upper body was at his hip so I sort of wrestled my way to that position to then make it more of like a, a push and more like a tackle again and I was able right. to get him another few feet and end up more on my side um, than on his side but it was funny you say that because when we we're going into the um Paul brawl beforehand, he was like pretty keen for it. And then we put on our helmets and he realized it was an open face helmet. So we actually mm. had bike helmets on for that one. And if you've seen Aussie rules, you don't get helmets, you don't get pads, yeah. you get none of that crap. And, and, <laughs> and you should see some of the crap that they do to each other, like especially back in the 90s, because that's how local football's about, which is like, it's a bit more rough. It's a lot more high hits. They've stamped it out a lot now in the current age in AFL, but not in local level. Like you still get bumped in the head, but you've got no protection. So I'm here with yeah. this bike helmet and this pads. I'm like, oh, how good is this? Like, yeah. I, can do, I can do anything and I'm not going to die. Yeah, yeah. And, and you could see everybody that cast me in like, oh, oh, you didn't see it. But they're all like, oh, you should have closed face helmets. Right, right, right. You should do this. You should do that. And I guess their problem with closed face helmets in the past is people have felt like they're immortal, like how I probably did with open face helmets. <laughs> and they've just sort of ducked their head into it and ended up with neck injuries and those sorts of injuries. So yes, before he was heading out, it was like, oh, hey, like, uh, you know, we're we going to hit each other and you're not going to hit me in the head. Or I'm going to say like, dude, I'm not going to go for your head, but if my shoulder actually connects with your head i'm sorry don't like yeah. don't put your head there type thing whereas in here i felt like <laughs> and at that stage i was like oh i reckon i got a bit of a one-up on him because he was quite hesitant towards mm-hmm. the contact the initial contact so i knew that after the initial contact he was going to bring it and he did but you can almost see him hesitate on that initial contact whereas in i felt like i clearly didn't and i could feel that energy coming from him beforehand i think he afterwards since regretted it because after i beat him he was there like and the coin foot was about to happen and he's like man i want it to be us or i'm like beauty like let's bit it be us again i'm happy yeah. for that because i felt his strength in there and you know i felt like i could beat him again um but i'm very glad that it was casey and she got a chance to redeem herself because i knew she would yeah um had i known if her legs would be 
and her body would have been fine had she only done one. I would have, I would have rather go in again and 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 feel that brunt. But I was also glad and happy for her that she got that redemption and got that chance to prove to everybody that she is the competitor that you think she is. Absolutely, yeah, no, and it, it but was. But man, Emily's a beast, though. Like you don't realize how much bigger Emily is than Casey, too. Like she is a warrior, and I know she hadn't done much contact, if any, before that. But man, she is like, she's, if she comes back on the challenge, she's going to be special. Yeah. Like you might, people might not like her. People may love her, but she's a competitor similar to me through and through. And she's a no bullshit kind of girl. And we don't see eye to eye, but she is a bloody good challenger. And if she can fix up a few things in her game, she'll be great. She'll be the female version of Fassy. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sorry I, I just had to throw that one out there um uh it, honestly it was one of those situations that i think the only people that could really have beaten emily in that situation was either casey tory or if like a jenny west got brought in yeah like those were yeah. the only ones and like no offense to sarah lucina but i just feel like emily's no, size and athleticism probably would have beaten her in that yeah. especially in the the run to the bell with that being said, you know, you get to watch Casey get her redemption that second round, which was hard fought. Yes, it was. But big props for Casey on that. She ends up winning. You guys, you know, get a little bit of a celebration talking with TJ. And then he lets you know, hey, guess what, Troy? You're going right back into a final. But at least Deja this way, you're, yeah, at least this way, you're a little fresher than the last one. right? Yeah, I was way fresher than the last one. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't, but I was feeling good still. So I was like, hells yeah, this is my good luck charm. Let's go. Yeah. Um, little did I realize, and that's where I was just a bit oblivious with things. Little did I realize what was happening to my partner over there. She was in the wars and, you know, again, she was hiding it from me too. So it was, um. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, beauty, this is a good luck charm. I love not having a rest. I was like all about it at the time. Going back and seeing what happened, do I wish we had had a rest? Hell yeah, I do. I don't want to go in there with it. You know, and then I guess for me, I learned the impact of sometimes, yeah, it's not worth going into elimination, you know. Um, right. Yeah. ultimately, I feel like that cost us. It cost us, I think. Yeah, and what you were talking about her having as far as like what I'm assuming, I'm obviously not a doctor, nor did I, you know, sleep at a Holiday Inn last night, Um, but was that she wore herself out so much in that hall brawl with Emily that the lactic acid in her muscles built up and she wasn't able to get rid of it properly like she would have needed to. So I think what happened is because it's such a cold night and then all of a sudden, you know, you're exerting maximum effort. And, you know, she yeah. had a couple of two good battles in there where she was really using her quads massively. I think she just had a massive um, spike in lactic acid. This is just what I'm assuming. I'm no doctor too, but a massive spike in lactic acid that by the time she had a rest and recovered, like her body hadn't got rid of that lactic acid yet by the time we were running the next day. Yeah. So she ended up, yeah, suffering very, even on day one, you didn't see much of it, but she had walking sticks out. Well, we, there was a whole segment of the final, which I can go over if you want, but Danny went over it in pretty great detail. So you can just listen to Danny's one um, on the Challenge <laughs> Fandom podcast if you want about how much they missed out. Because we had run about 10 miles before that and done this full, um, just to get through it briefly, done this full climb up this dam like up this damn waterfall thing and then a big a little swim out to these puzzle pieces and then jog back to actually get the key in the first place, like that thing with the flag. 
Um, yeah. Which actually weighed like 10 kilos. Like that was no joke running with that. And I ran with it the whole time because I knew Casey was struggling. So she didn't run with it at all. Right. In that first day, we were dominating. We finished about, uh, no, sorry, that first day, we finished about 20 minutes ahead of Jordan and Kaz. Wow. They ended up finishing about 35 minutes ahead of us on the loops of hell because as we started that, even that up that first uphill section, mm-hmm. Casey started to hit the wall, started to. And then we jogged all the way down. We ended up there first. So we'd done like four miles. So we'd probably done about 20 kilometers by then, maybe more, maybe 25 kilometers running by that point. And then that se- after we, we were coming in third and that second lap, because we did the wait for it, um, which just took us a little bit longer than the others. And we started that second lap, but her body seriously from that point started going downhill real quick. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like enough that in the end, Jordan and Kaz only finished 15 minutes ahead of us. But on that day, I knew they'd finished half over half an hour ahead of us. Yeah. You know, because yeah. in that exact challenge, yeah, they must have been us by 35 minutes in the loops of hell, which is a long time when you think about well, it. Yeah. And in yeah. the end, it only added up to be a 15 minute bonus or it ended up beating us by 15 minutes. But yeah, it was pretty full on. But we, we, um, for all those people online saying like, oh, it's unfair that Tori and Danny had to wait for the smoothie and Danny sort of touched on it himself. He wanted to do it earlier. You could have yeah. done that smoothie. And I made sure we did it on the second run because yep. I knew that we were losing to Tori and Danny. We we're on third at that stage. So if we left it another lap, we would have had to wait for Tori and Danny to finish if they were thinking tactically. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I was thinking everybody was going to be thinking tactically. So we have to do it on the second lap. That's why right. we did it on the second lap. But for all those saying, oh, you should have done it first or second and get it out of the way with, nah, no way. That shit was horrendous. That was the most fair, <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. And I hate tomatoes. And that was, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was gross, so gross. And we, we were running on that, me and Casey, and we felt oh. morbid. Like imagine running miles with that oh. in your stomach. So if you did that last, you didn't have to run with it in your stomach. Yeah, that's a, a good point to too. <laughs> a lot better tactic was leave it to last. But if somebody's beating you, you couldn't. You didn't have that luxury. You just yeah. had to yeah. drink it when you had to drink it because right. that was a station that was clearly taking the longest and was going to take everyone's time and was the one you're going to get held up on. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, and and that's the thing is obviously with the interview with Danny, he went really in depth on everything we didn't see as far yeah. as even with the you know, what they didn't show us with the sleeping portion of the challenge. Yeah. After and you guys Sarah were being sick. Yeah. Because yeah. we knew Sarah was sick. She was white as a ghost. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. just Theo who was sort of given out. It was sort of Sarah too, because she had to go to the toilet. So, you know, she wasn't feeling well. But mind you, knowing Sarah, knowing the best she is, she would have just pushed through it. But oh yeah. Yeah. I think at that stage when, well, I guess there was just too many cards stacked against them. They knew it was going to be yeah. like a, uh, an absolute colossal effort for them to finish, let alone even come first. Like, I think at that point, yeah, they, they, it was fair enough. Like, I don't blame them. I'm not a quitter myself and I would never quit, but I don't blame them. Um, I wouldn't hold that against them. Yeah. No, in that situation with an injury, like what Theo yeah. sustained and then us hearing the backstory about Sarah being sick, even not hearing yeah. that it, it originally, we were like, injuries happen. It happens yeah. every yeah. year in a final. But then to know that Sarah was, you know, dealing with food poisoning, it, it just made it, you know, even, even more. Worse. Yeah. yeah. And even more one of those situations where you're like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. No way. And no then, way. But 
the part I was curious about is because, and I think, you know, you can go a little bit more in depth on this is, you know, the fact that Casey was available to get the IV, but they weren't able to actually give her all the fluids. And if you think if she would have been able to do that, you guys would have been able to push through and give Kaz and Jordan a run for their money. Look, for me, I'm not about what ifs and what could have been. Like I, I, I am a little bit, but I don't get caught up on them because at the end of the day, it's what it is. And I believe, uh, I, I believe we still could have won even with all that. We didn't. And I don't know if, whether we could have pushed through. Would it have changed things? Uh, probably. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not going to focus on that because to me, I've just got to control what I can control and I've got to do the best I can do in a situation I'm in. And I can't control that. Casey can't control that the IVs weren't going to work. Right. We yeah. can't tell whether she was going to, whether it was going to recover or not. It might have been the same thing, which I'm pretty sure she was suffering, yeah, lack, uh, was it lactic acidosis, but I'm not entirely sure. But like, man, uh, she would have done better. Absolutely. Would it have recovered her enough to go on to win? I'm not going to take that away from Kaz and Jordan. Yeah. You know, they earned it. They deserve it. They won fair and square, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, next time I just got to be better. I got to be stronger, I've, whether it's bloody lifting my partner up better. I don't know. I've just got to come up with something out there that can happen so that we can just go on to win regardless of how much is stacked against us. And that was our whole attitude the whole season. And, you know, with Casey, and that's what I loved about Casey. But unfortunately, yeah, we couldn't get it done and she was struck down. And like, you should have seen her out there. Like her hands were like, demented they were it got to the point where her hands were cramping her her arms were cramping and like i could tell something was mega wrong like when i say it was bad like it was so bad that i said to casey hey like can can i because she wasn't moving i'm like can i pick you up she's like no you can't pick me up look at how tiny you are i'm like casey please like I know that she's a very prideful person. I'm like, please, like, I just want to finish this final. I've got so much more to give. I've got so much energy left. Please just, just let me pick you up and carry you. And she's like, oh, I'm too heavy. I'm like, mate, that's for me to decide. I'll pick you up for a bit. And when I'm tired, I'll put you down. I'll recuperate. I'll pick you up. I'll carry you. I'll put you back down, you know? Yeah. Just let me give my all for us to even just finish at this stage because I knew yeah. we weren't winning. I'm just like, just please, because I would have hate hated to have had to have quit like hated like what happened to Horatio like that would have that would have broke me because I'm not a quitter and no matter what I will cross that finish line with a broken leg a broken arm and I'll 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 get it done and I'm so thankful and happy that Casey a allowed me to carry her for a bit and b pushed through the immense pain I'm sure she was in Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it was without a doubt. Like she was struggling. Like we had the medic van following us up that or medic full drive following us up that whole hill for like the whole time I was sort of carrying her, putting her down, walking for a bit, carrying her, putting her down, walking her for a bit. It would have been like we would have done that for like three miles up a forty degree incline. Like it was wow. insane. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and sure we got the- to that slider puzzle. Yeah. yeah. And then coming down from getting that last key, I'm sure going downhill was just torture on her as on well. Mountain, yeah. Yeah. But was, uh, at least that was a lot better in the sense that um, going up the hill, like she was leaning on me a lot and I was sort of like trying to lift her up and help her up as best I could. But going down the hill, she was doing the same thing, sort of leaning on me and was swapping sides, but she was able to sort of just let her momentum and body taker so down the hill was like so much better than going up the hill like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it was like a godsend i felt like she almost 
Oh, I felt like she almost got her second wind actually going down the hill where she was actually starting to develop a bit better of a pace other than just walking, you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But going up that hill, especially for like her quads and what she had was just treacherous, you know? Um, I'm just, yeah, they didn't really show how much she was truly struggling in that final. And it wasn't, uh, you know, all those haters out there get stuffed because it wasn't to do with her fitness level. This was just what I would call a freak incident. It's just yeah. one of those things that happens and you've just got to deal with. And to me, the fact she pushed through it and the condition she was in says a lot more t- to me about her than her being a, not as fit and failing in a final. Like, get stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I so, love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Get stuffed. Yes. I love it. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, you, know, look- you go out there and do 60 kilometers, you go try and <laughs> hike. Well, up a kilometer incline, you know, after yeah. a hall brawl. After a hall brawl, <laughs> well, two Olympia, rounds of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> with an Olympian, yeah. So, And here's the thing. Uh, 95%, I don't know the exact percentages. I'm making this shit up. But <laughs> like a high percentage of people can't do a marathon, yeah. let alone do two marathons in back-to-back days. Yeah. Like that's so, asking yeah. a lot of the human body to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, and the fact that you guys were able to push, well, you know, that Casey was able to push through that pain, that you were able to help coach her and motivate her to get through that pain. Mm-hmm. And for you guys to get that finish, regardless of if it was first, second or third, the fact that you guys crossed that finish line, yeah. I think was a fitting way to show your partnership and your dedication to this. Yeah. And, you know, and that's where you go back. Would I have changed anything? I don't know. It's too early to tell, too, because who knows? Because I learned so much from that hike with her that we experienced together and we learned from each other that I feel like it did change me in a way. That that one final it actually did change my perspective on things that I don't know whether to say that, oh, if she hadn't have done that whole ball or we had had an extra day's rest, that, you know, or that IV had to work, would it have been better? I don't know because maybe. I'm going to win. Maybe I'll get a cast for season 40 or 41. And maybe I'll win that from my experience for losing this one. Yeah. And maybe right. I won't be in the last elimination for freaking once. And maybe I will have fresh legs. <laughs> I've learned that, Hey, it turns out you're not immortal. Like I thought you were. And you can't just push through every single bit of pain and just go on cruise through and win a final. Like I assumed in my head would happen. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, there are consequences for your actions, which is, Perhaps if our social game had been better, you know, and all those sorts of things, you know. So I do believe that, you know, these things happen. And as I've always said in life, you know, you don't, back to what I said at the start, you don't lose, you learn. You know, we've learned a lot from that. Casey's learned a lot from that. And going forward, we'll be better people for it. I guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. And like I said earlier, and and you reshared it, which we absolutely want to thank you for, but we post on Instagram as far as some of the questions that some of the fans, had for you and i wanted to make sure we got those in because i know we're getting kind of towards the end of everything um yeah and actually i think one of these you actually kind of answered um but um one person submitted and said you know do you see yourself having a future in the challenge universe and i think you bringing up potentially getting casted for like forty forty one that you might maybe be 39 who knows oh i'm open <laughs> to it like I'm, uh, that's what i mean like uh, i don't know yeah, you know, whether I will or won't, but I'm always open to it. Do they want me back on? I don't know. It's for the fans' side, and I've loved that the fans love me. I 
feels a bit strange for me to have all this positive attention because mm. yeah. <laughs> like to me, I'm just this chilled out dude from the Mornington Peninsula in Rye who's no different to you, you know, I'm like in the sense <laughs> that I'm just a human, I'm just out here doing the best I can, you know, um, but maybe that's why people like me because maybe because I am relatable, maybe that's something mm-hmm. different I do bring to the show, maybe that's something I can be cast for for season 40 that uh, perhaps is different and it's definitely something I'm interested in and the door's going to be open from my end, whether it happens or not. Hey, that's out of my control. And one, again, one continuing factor with me that's been throughout this, my whole challenge career and my whole life in general is I'm just going to control what I can control and hopefully the rest will look after itself. I'm not going to worry about outside things, you know, Hey, maybe I'll be on season six of Australian Ninja Warrior. Um, mind you, I'll have a contract clause in there this time that if the challenge come ask and I'm, I'm going to do that as well. So like, I'm not locked <laughs> down to what happened to Zach and, and Ashlyn, you know, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going to control things I can control and take the opportunities when I get them, because I've been really lucky in life where, you know, I've had little rays of light, I guess, coming in, coming in from different areas. And I just sprint towards them because in my life, I'm all about, you know, if, if you want it and something presents itself, go get it, go chase it go a million miles at an hour at it because don't be afraid of failure because at the end of the day, you don't, you don't lose, you learn, you know, if you're afraid of failure, you never learn. Don't go into eliminations thinking you're going to lose, go in there thinking you're going to win or be a better person. You know, it sounds cliche, but that's just the way I attack everything. Yeah, absolutely. It it reminds me of two quotes. Uh, First one from a rapper and he says, I don't always win, but I always take the risk. And that's kind <laughs> yeah, of what exactly. it reminds me of, you know. And yeah, that's another good way to put it. And the second one is, I think it's Churchill, and he said, you know, uh, for every person, they're tapped on their shoulder for a, a moment that's perfect for them. And God forbid if they're being tapped on the shoulder at the wrong time when they're not prepared for it. And I'm paraphrasing there, um, but it, I, it feels like that you, if you get that tap on the shoulder, you're never going to turn down. You're ready to go. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's what drew me to the challenge and reality TV from Ninja as well, because Ninja's like my comfort zone. That's what I train for. That's where I'm from. You know, you got to remember, I don't like living in these houses necessarily with random people and all these different yeah, personalities. No, that's not no. what I'm used to. I'm not used to this reality crap. But for me, you know, it's about stepping outside your comfort zone. You know, you don't know whether you hate something until you try it. And I've, tried the challenge and I really enjoy it. I loved playing it as much as I loved watching it, you know, and it's something that's yeah, definitely open for the future. And so are other opportunities if they present themselves, you know, so trying to be more of a yes man and less of a no man, you know, I love it. Life's too short to say no. Right. Um, So we have another one here from um, OXOX Haley. And she was wondering what is your favorite unseen moment from world championship? Oh, or just something you really liked, but that they didn't show in the in the edit. You know, something that happened in the house, or oh Jesus Christ, I reckon. Um, I reckon maybe the um that uh the 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 poker tournaments, and when Kiki mm. like just wiped the floor with everyone. Like here's Kiki, you know what she's like, this little bimbo, yeah. and nobody sees below the surface. And man, she won a poker tournament. Against Wes, Bananas, like all the big names who were oh wow bloody good at this crap, and she was like bluffing them. Like it wasn't that she got lucky; like she was out playing them hard, pretending like she didn't know what was going to win, and like oh I don't know if I've got good cards, and then she reveal them back. Oh I lost, and then everyone be like 
no, you won. And I reckon she did that deliberately. Like, man, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so good at poker. And nobody could read her when she went all in. Nobody had a clue whether she was bluffing, which sometimes she was. And she just cleaned the house. And I feel like that was wow. one of the, my favorite moments in there is just watching her get to work on like, especially people like Wes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who hates losing and, that, oh, and has a bit of an ego. Mind you, I love Wes, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was really good to see. And for me, it was a good moment because I got to see somebody I loved, which is Kiki from the Australian season, just go out there and show up all these MTV superstars who <laughs> are great at poker and everything else. So <laughs> That's so, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I would have loved to see that. I hate that they yeah. didn't show that. I do oh, feel like so good. It was so good. She played him so hard. Was, <laughs> even to the point where I couldn't tell whether she was bloody. <laughs> I was going to say. Or, not, or, whether, or whether she was just really bad at poker and got lucky. Like even to this day, I'm pretty sure Wes doesn't know. <laughs> Man, she played it so good. I was going to say, based on how well she did at trivia and how she played out this season, oh, yeah. I'm going to say it was deliberate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I reckon, I reckon too. I'm going to give her that credit, even if... Uh, even if she doesn't deserve it, I'm giving it to her. <laughs> if we get the chance Fair to talk enough. to her, yeah, we're going to bring that up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so I have two more fan questions. Um, the first one is from Zach Galifianakis. Not the real one, though. Not the real one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just username. Yeah, he's been messaging me on Instagram, too. If you do want to message me on Instagram, too, I do respond to, like, nearly everybody, so. Yeah. I can um, confirm. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I, really, I really do try, just because, again, I've been a fan of the show, and I think it's cool to give back to people, you know. Even if it's just a good day, I'm happy to say good day back. That's anyway, so back cool. To, yeah. So I've spoken to Zach. And anyway, I have spoken to Zach on Instagram. So. <laughs> uh, so Zach was wondering if there was ever any like romances on World Championship that we didn't get to see. Look, there was no romances. Well, I guess this brings us back to another story, doesn't it? Uh, there was no <laughs> romances on there that I was aware of on the challenge. Like you sort of saw little sparks, maybe possibly between Justine and Bananas. Um, and not too much else from what I'm aware. I was pretty oblivious to that, that I've been in a relationship for 12 years. So I don't really, right. <laughs> yeah, 12 years, so I don't really care about that sort of stuff. Um, but um, there was a hookup on the season, oh. which was, ooh, a spice, which was actually on the bus on the way back from one of the nightclubs. And it was Kaz and Tori. <laughs> and <gasps> no then, yeah, way. no, yeah, seriously, on the bus. And Ever since that episode or that time that they hooked up and there was a funnest time, like there was literally two buses and one of them was a fun bus and the other one was a boring bus. And a oh. boring bus just, no, nah, it sounds bad, but, but it, was no, just, yeah. it was literally just people who were, for whatever reason, didn't have to be the same people, but just for people who, for whatever reason, didn't want to, you know, go out drinking and that. So you could imagine mm. the majority of the time was on their party bus. So <laughs> ever, since that, ever since that time onwards, after that happened, when they hooked up, because it was like the music going, we're all dancing on the bus while it's moving around and just having an absolute blast. And yeah. production heard about it and got wind of what happened on the bus. Ever since then, there was a GoPro on the bus every single time we're on there. And there oh. wasn't another hookup on the bus. <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, they were filming everything that happened on the bus. So that was, that was a really fun. So that's, I guess that's another story that I wish had of aired that didn't. That's so <laughs> that awesome. Was, uh, I love that. I didn't that. have a video of that one, though. 
<laughs> they should have known better. Like, there's been right? so many great scenes on the bus. Like, one oh, of my yeah. favorites still, like, Hostigate. this. Yeah, that or, uh, what was it, uh, Hunter? Or, Invasion. Uh, Hunter. When Hunter was like, who can beat me? And CT's behind him, like. <laughs> yeah, I was like pointing at himself right here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so go ahead with the. I know um, you had a couple more. No, I have one more. Um, this one is from Piper Fly Girl, and she says, "Hi Troy, wondering which did you enjoy more, Ninja Warrior or Challenge? Thanks and lots of love from America." Ah, oh, um, I'm sure I enjoy more. Probably, it's hard to say. I feel like. Ninja Warrior is a bit different. Like it's more of an inclusive community. You can, you can enjoy it without being on a show. Whereas in a challenge, it's, I'd probably have to say I'd probably enjoy that more just because it is so different. Like you're in a house, in this bubble, no phones. You've got to get along with these randoms. You meet different personalities and you just somehow make it work and have a ball. And to me, and then you get to talk about it after and I'm talking about this experience and I'm one of only what, how many people have been on the challenge ever? Like 1,500 people max in the entire world that yeah. has experienced that. this. You know, if that exactly has experienced this, like, man, that's pretty cool. And yeah. for me, that's why it's probably the better experience. Even right. Not taken away from Ninja, but and now different. But yeah, it was just such a cool and unique thing. Like, I can't even chat to my friends about it because they don't understand it like the only people i feel like i can <laughs> chat to about it are fellow challenges like i talk to kaz a fair bit and theo and Kellyanne. i can message heaps so you know and i've made feel like i've really made long lifelong friends with those people that you on it you obviously hear about this um uh, what do they call it the family the broken family not broken i mean what's the word they use extended family yeah almost like this extended family that you then make Oh, dysfunctional. Yeah, this dysfunctional family. Yeah. And that's what oh, you, dysfunctional. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's really what you feel like it is. You know? <laughs> this dysfunctional family that, you know, we each have a go at each other and we each hate each other at some point inside the game and there is some true animosity there. But, but then you sort of get outside the game and you realize that life goes on and what you did really didn't matter in the grand scheme of your life in a way. Um, right. It, it does, but, um, yeah, it's really just this, this TV show that sort of, set up for you i guess and you know you still go back you oh i do anyway i still go back i do my day-to-day job at carpentry my friends still hang shit on me you know (laughs) (laughs) nothing changes so right yeah it's such a cool experience and i would have to say yeah it's a challenge for me I love love it. So um, I know we have like kind of some standard questions that we like to get in towards the end. And because I I just looked and it didn't feel like it, but we've been on for almost coming up on three hours and we really appreciate you giving us this time. But to kind of preface this question, how much of the challenge have you been able to go back and watch? Are you still kind of like War of the Worlds 2, Spies, Lies and Allies, just random seasons? Yeah, we've got a bit of an access problem in Australia. Like, I can't get all the seasons. I really want to watch all the worlds too, but I can't get it. I think I might be able to get it with a VPN, and now I might be able to have an American address because you have to have, like, an American billing address and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. So I'll be able to watch it with a VPN on Paramount Plus in America. So I'll, right. I'll get on to that soon, hopefully, and I'll be able to watch all the worlds too, all the worlds one, and then slowly I'll probably – start from there and work my way backwards which is a bit weird but maybe i should start from the i don't know what do you guys think because i want to start watching like yeah all the past a few of the past seasons as well and so 
Karina and me actually just had a huge discussion about this about two <laughs> oh, nights yeah, ago. Yeah. Like if how we would recommend it and what we would say. And you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you gotta watch get it everything. Wrong, this is gonna be the ultimate decider. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, we'll I'll make sure that we can screw up the rest of Troy's challenge career, right? Yeah, here. exactly. Right. Right now. I, I think that we will do nothing but benefit you because, in my personal, in our opinion, anything prior to like season 20 doesn't really apply any longer. It's right. most like they're to a, watch for fun because they're like the older style, but they it's it's a very different game, yeah, very that. different. So, we would say probably from about season 20. To season 30 is what a lot of challenge fans consider the golden era. That's your rivals, rivals Two, battle of the X's free, free agents. agents, which you would probably yeah, enjoy very much. Yeah. yeah. And that's like free agents is you're getting Jordan bananas, CT. It's a really well-rounded season. And then 30 is a good one. Cause that's where you start getting the introduction of Tori um, and some of these newer mm-hmm. players that we're seeing iterations. And then, and then from there, yeah, we're the worlds because 31 and, and 32, 32 is yeah. uh, it's not so, our favorites. Yeah. yeah. So you'll mention them, but do you watch them in that order? So you're saying watch it from like 20 onwards or you're saying. I mean, it, you don't have to watch <laughs> them in order. Um, you can watch them backwards, but the 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 rivals and X's um, like series and then free agents in that 20 to 30. They're yeah. definitely seasons that are. I would highly recommend watching just because they have okay. so much like of the really legendary players like CT West bananas, Jordan. And you see like, you know, rivals Two is Jordan's rookie season. And so, you know, it's kind of just builds the story a well, little bit more for some of these people. Yeah. It, it shows you where the game really got. It's it, it, it got into its own stride right. and what we're yeah. seeing now where they're just, in my opinion, adding pieces on to the base that they made in those 10 seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's what I would yeah. recommend. All right, cool. So I'm going to alter one of my questions I typically ask because um, I think it would be this, asking it this way is going to be better suited. Mm-hmm. From the players that you've been able to see and that you've become fan, a fan of either for rooting for or rooting against, um, if you were going to build a team of four yourself, one oh. other guy and two women, who would those three people pick? Who would you pick? Oh, one other guy. Now, am I doing it because I want to win or because I want to have a good time along the way? <laughs> That's the well, question. Because if I want to win, if I want to win, I'm picking probably CT or Jordan. If I want to have fun along the way and still obviously be competitive, I'm picking Wes. Man, he's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. The way he maneuvers he in the game. And that's why I think I'm going to have to go with Wes because, A, I don't think he's that much worse in the final. And I think he's no. a very good competitor and a good all-rounder. So it's worth the risk to have a good time. And if I'm having a good time, I'm going to be doing well on the show. So I think I'd have to pick Wes for my guy. I like uh, that. You guys would work well, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as for girls, uh, that's a hard one. I reckon, because I haven't seen Jenny Wes, so I've heard so much about her. Mm. And I feel like, you know, I've met a lot of the other players before. And again, I'll just have a lot more fun playing with people I haven't met too. So I reckon I'm going to go with Jenny West just because of what I heard about her. And like, I'd get to meet her and maybe disagree with her, maybe agree with her on some things. And I think that'd be cool. And I've heard she's yeah. a beast. And again, and again, they would go down to still wanting to win aspect because apparently she's really good. And then 
I feel like I've been partners with Amber and Casey, so I don't want to pick them. But then I'll probably go with somebody I do know and would have fun with. Oh, you know who I Kellyanne, because she's a firecracker. Oh, I'd love to, to, to have her on my team because I'll tell you what, there's never a dull moment with her. So <laughs> I, I reckon that would probably round out my team. Hopefully she wouldn't. Hopefully she'll be good in a final. I don't know whether that's necessarily the best decision to her. She's, she's good. good she's got good endurance. She's, yeah. she's oh, solid. Yeah. Because yeah. I haven't seen much of her previous seasons either. So that's somebody else who I reckon I would have picked as a partner, except we're too similar and we've got the same weakness. But in a team of four, yeah, that might be all right. The interesting thing is Wes and uh, Kellyanne are, are former exes. Mm-hmm. Or, well, oh, yeah, they no, are exes. That'll be great entertainment for me. Great too. entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll have a whole Danny Tory situation happening, I think. Yeah, exactly. And they'll, they'll, they'll get us to final without seeing elimination, I think, too, because, you know, nobody would know where we stand. Nobody would want to vote against us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I got no idea. So. But I don't know. I reckon that'd be a cool team. Um, yeah, I don't know. That'd be a cool team. Good dynamic team that would be fun, but also. I feel like we could push and go far and do well in a final two. Yeah, nobody would be able to know what your guys' next move is. (laughs) (laughs) Which could put a target on our back, so maybe I've gone a bit Haywood there, but hopefully Jenny West is enough to scare off everyone. If you ha- if you <laughs> haven't seen it yet, we'll send you the v- YouTube link of uh, Jenny West and Tori Deal in the Hall Brawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, hit that up. Send it to her. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the best team to win, by the way, but it's definitely the best <laughs> team to have fun, but also still be a very good chance of winning. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Definitely. If the four of you guys were in a final against any other four person team, I it. it I wouldn't be able to say, oh, yeah, no, definitively that other team's going to win because yeah. that's some that's a great, well-rounded team. Mm-hmm. So, Troy, uh, you know, that pretty much wraps up all the questions I have. Tony, Same. Josh, did you guys have any additional questions you wanted to hop on with real quick? I have two, but go ahead, Josh. Oh, well, I I just want to say the moment if nobody loved you the before the moment you picked Casey up, that was just everything. The minute she got on your back, everybody just exploded. Fandom went off. Comments went crazy. And, <laughs> and it, yeah. it was a lot of praise towards you and a lot of non-praise towards uh, a past partner of hers. And I just loved it as well. <laughs> uh, look, I think I was, um, again, I think I was just a victim of, well, the opposite of a victim of circumstance. You know, I was just lucky that I was there at the time in a way and I was able to pick her up and she was able to let me do that too because. You know, yeah. she's yeah. a strong person who uh, wouldn't necessarily, oh, I could imagine, wouldn't like to be seen that way. And I don't know what happened with her previous partner and why he didn't do it and what happened there. But I don't know. I'm just glad and happy that she let me perform to the best of my ability. And and that was giving more out there on the field and letting me pick her up and carry her for, you know, 100 meters, let her walk for 50, carry her for 100, all out this mountain, you know, because... Yeah, for me, it was just me being me and just being grateful for her letting me do that. Job well done, sir. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say absolutely watch season 37. Or, or no, I'm sorry, season 36, Double Agents. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah, watch that. It. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's Amber's first season. <laughs> I don't know season. what he was referencing to. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Tony, go ahead. Bye. Honestly, the last question was, I know that obviously like you and Kiki got your spot by winning the final. What were you anticipating? Because I know with the UK, first place, second place went. And I know with Australia, it was, or with the US, it was 
the top two and then two others from fairly close in the game. Were you anticipating um, Brooke and Kieran to show up or were you did you know ahead of time that it was going to be Grant and Emily? I like how did that shake yeah. down necessarily? I was sort of hoping for Brooke and Kieran. I ain't going to yeah. lie. Oh, it really was. Um, <laughs> when Grant came in, I was okay with Grant because I had made a deal with him in the Australian season that didn't get aired. And that's what I mean. Like I'd made a deal with him after Marley left that if I won, I wasn't going to put him in, mm. which right. would have gone totally against the Bachelor Alliance. And had he not lost, and I'd have won with Brooke Jowett, who hated Grant, I would have to be like, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Brooke, uh, my save's on uh, Grant. And I would have been in a world of trouble socially with the Bachelorette Alliance um, yeah. <laughs> at that stage. You know, he ended up losing, so I didn't have to uphold that. But from all that, I felt like I had a working relationship with Grant. So I was pretty happy with Grant being in there. And I knew he was going to be a big, bulky competitor. And I thought, oh, maybe other people will see him as a bit more of a threat and go after him rather than me, which is sort of what mm. I felt like they were trying to do to me in the house. And then when I felt like Emily was on there, I acted cool with it, but I did feel a bit uncomfortable um, just because I didn't know where she stood because she's just a very, I don't know, I just felt like we weren't on the same page and she'd obviously felt like I'd betrayed on Australian season. And it just felt, I once I'd, caught up with her again in Melbourne. I felt like, um, I know I just got these weird feelings from her. Like she kept joking that she was going to throw me in and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. Just felt all weird with her. So yeah, when I felt like she was on, I was like, like, oh, okay. Like I trust her and I really want all the Australians to make the final. And that's what I wanted. And that's what I, but I just didn't uh, know or think it could work out that way. I guess is a, is a way I'll put it. And it didn't. Yeah, that's fair. I just didn't know whether we could work together after what had happened or whether she would hold stuff against me on the Australian season. And despite what she says about on podcasts and that, that she says, oh, I was willing to put all that behind me. I was, I was, I was, I really was. And then why are you calling us a pawn in freaking episode one? If you're yeah. willing to put that, like Kiki a pawn in episode one, where if you were really willing to put it all aside, but you know, yeah. that's a crock of shit to me. And I guess... <laughs> I guess that's why we're a bit at odds, you know, because <laughs> I feel like I try and tell it how it is. And I feel like, yeah, she's a, personally, I feel like she's a bit more of a, a weasel, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, but, you it's... Know, you, yeah. You want, all I'm saying is don't judge her by what's on TV anyway. No, absolutely. That's just how I feel like uh, that's how I feel like she is to me, but that doesn't yeah. mean she'd treat other people like that, you know? So yeah, you right. go out there, you meet her yourself and you be the judge of her yourself. But totally. Yeah. I just feel like she came in there feeling a certain type of way about yeah. you and Kiki yep. winning and, and it, it hurt her pride a little bit too much yep. for her to to yeah. play the game in a clear headed manner with you guys. Exactly right. And that's why I feel like, you know, she had a preconceived idea of us and coming in and shared her pre plans and all that. And when it didn't go her way, she sort of cracked the shits a bit and tried to make well, I don't know me look like the villain, I guess, which is fine. I have no dramas with that. But yeah, it is what it is. And that's her provocative, not mine. I'm going to treat you with respect and, and treat you like a human, regardless of what you do to me in the game, because that's me and I can't help but do that. And we might be going against each other in a game, but it doesn't mean I'm still not going to talk to you either outside of it or even outside of it in the game, like actually in the yeah. house and go have fun with you playing chess because yeah. that's me and that's who I am. And perhaps 
yeah, she went and called me like a bit of a snake or a sneak or that I'll cheat on a girl or whatever. And that's what she's described to me in a podcast. And I guess that's where she might sort of see that side of me that you guys don't see. And perhaps to her, you know, that is her reality of me because I right. do treat her with respect outside of the game, yet I'm going against her inside of it. And she's like, oh, well, he's sort of two-faced. Well, no, I'm not. I'm, in my opinion, I'm not, you know, so. Right, anyway, right. And that's just probably the same way I feel about her is that I feel like she's a, you know, a conniving weasel because that's my perception of her because that's the way she's perceived herself to me, but it doesn't mean that's her personality. Right. Yeah. It's, it's both of your guys' truths. Yeah, yeah, yeah exa- exactly. It's a good way to look at it, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have one final question that we always like to ask because look, as much as we all love reality TV and, and we love competition mm-hmm. and all of this at the challenge brains, we know that obviously the life is life is much bigger than that. So Troy, when all said and done, you decide, you know, Hey, I'm going to step away from America. I'm going to step away from Ninja warrior. I'm going to step away from the challenge and reality TV in general what would you want like your message to be or your like, you know, kind of like your over the what head What do you sign. want to leave behind? For yeah. People? Uh, just things like I've said throughout this podcast, you know, go out and get it. You know, I don't care who you are. I don't care how normal you think you are or how unspecial you think you are. You can make yourself special. Go out there, go attack life, hit, be a yes man, do what you're uncomfortable doing. Go discover yourself because that's what will make you special to you and go out, enjoy life. Just mainly that, you know, I love that. Empower yourself. Don't leave it to others. I love it. That's that's I love that. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes we ask this question. I'm not going to say names, but you hear it and you're like, "Uh, yeah, all right. All right, pal. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. But like when you're saying this, I mean, and, and I mean this in all honesty, it's something that I feel like you truly believe and you truly try to live by. And I think that, makes it hold so much more weight than Agreed. someone just saying it. So Agreed. yeah. No, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I really do mean it. And it's up to you how you take it, but I really do believe it too. You know, nobody's born special. Nobody's born incredible. You know, you go out there and you go get it. Yeah. You, yes. know, you go look at Tiger Woods. If he never picked up a golf club, he wouldn't be special, would he? Like, you know what I mean? So he had to go find it. He had to practice it. He had to dedicate his life to it. And then he became special in that field, you know? And Absolutely. Uh, if he never picked up a golf club, that's what I mean. Go try stuff because you don't know what you're good at. You don't know what your niche is until you go do it. So just go do it. Go do anything, everything. Step out the norm. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of it. I love it. I, a little, little pun on the show. Challenge yourself. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes, yeah. sometimes we can put two and two together here. Um, <laughs> Troy, look, um, we we got you on early in the afternoon, and it looks like uh, the clouds are rolling in. It's getting a little bit darker <laughs> for it you. Is, down yeah, there. It is. Yeah, yeah it's nearly five o'clock, and I've got to, yeah, I've got to go up to the city and go to a play tonight. So um, yeah, because nice. my girlfriend just coming in the room, then being like. Uh, I think she was trying to give me the hustle on. No, we appreciate the time so, so much. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, no worries. And Troy, Thank I, you, Troy, I just want to say this. Look, we enjoyed you so much on, on, on Australia, on Worlds, and we are very hopeful to see you here in the future. We yes. think you would be a phenomenal addition to the to this show for the long term if you so choose. Um, so we, we really do hope to see you again in the future. Yeah. 
No worries. Uh, thank you for having me. And I hope to see myself there again in the future too. Because <laughs> I, I had a blast and, you know, I look forward to either getting a, a, another win under my belt or falling down in a bunch of flame, you know, <laughs> crashing in a fiery <laughs> ball, you know, whatever's the challenge or life has in store for me, I'm keen for it. I'm hitting it, hitting it full on. So nah, thank it. you so much for having me and let me tell my story and of just course. let me express myself. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, honestly, Troy, we've had an absolute blast. And if you ever want to come back on, regardless of if it's just because you're watching the season, you're like, I got to talk to somebody about this <laughs> or, you know, yeah. whatever it may be after another season you do, we would love to have you back as well. Because I, I do believe yeah. we'll see you again. But Troy, thank you so much once again for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Thank no you. worries. Thank you guys for having me and I'll speak to you all soon. All right. <laughs> Enjoy Enjoy the play. Guys, take care. Right. Have a good night. <laughs> such oh a great guy i mean it that was just awesome proof that sometimes the edit tells the truth about people yep. thank you I, mm. yes you know what sometimes it screws people sometimes it you know overcompensates for certain people and then sometimes it's just spot on and and that was like you know something that i i, I can't remember who i was talking to but just when you see like multiple like you see this uh, somebody multiple times you know, you can you can start to kind of like figure out whether or not they're being fake or if that's just like truly who they are, you know, and it's that's that's Troy. That's just yeah. Troy. I love it. It was funny. I had asked uh, I asked Sarah if there was anything she wanted me to ask. And she thought about it for a second. She's like, well, I could. No, you know what? That's a stupid question. I don't want that to be my question to Troy. Just tell him that he was my favorite. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, was like, That's <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, he was, he was amazing. I cannot believe that we just talked to him for three hours. Like I, I did know. not, I did not think that, you know, cause he's been doing a lot of podcasts lately and everything. So I was like, Oh, you know, he's, he's probably not going to have much that he really wants to talk to us about, but man, he gave us a lot and that was yeah. so much fun. It was such a great yeah. con conversation. I, I love talking to him. It was, uh, it, I'm, still didn't get the hang of it but him being on the other side of the world did create that slight audio delay so i would hear a pause i'm like okay and then he would start talking That's I'm like, all right because you know what if you're listening to the episode right now there's no you pause no for idea. you yeah you have no idea but we don't know you don't know that's a little beyond <laughs> beyond the edit from the challenge fandom podcast <laughs> behind the beyond the edit yeah so it takes korea two weeks to edit <laughs> yeah. um with that being said because i don't want it to take three weeks for karina to edit yeah i'm gonna wrap this bow on this and call it a night because this has been incredibly fun but I my ass is numb and I need to get up out of this. Well, and chair. I just don't, I I need to process all yeah. of the things that yeah. I just learned i don't really feel like i have anything to add to what troy said like he was great so yeah i uh, love it so let's do it guys first of all thank you to troy for coming on and spending the time with us make sure you're following him on his socials um we'll have them all linked below uh if you want to hear about the interview that we referenced a lot in this one which is the danny interview scroll back like one up i don't know one or two episodes you'll be able well, to see it we're gonna have our danny uh unplugged we're also gonna have our unplugged with ben Dreebergen and our unplugged with um jody weatherton those will all be linked down below in the description box absolutely and you know what also one final shout out for 
Troy tell me a story that will live in my head rent free, which is oh, I know Kaz and you, Tori. I know that made you so happy. God bless you, sure, man. I was sure he was going to say Kaz and Jordan. And then he's like, Kaz and I thought Tori. Theo. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, no, that was amazing. Anyways, for myself, Ricky Hayes, for my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, for Tony, Stats, and Info Lance, and of course, Josh motherfucking Chambers. We want to thank you guys all for tuning into this episode of the Challenge Fandom Podcast, Challengers Unplugged, with no other, none other than Troy Cullen. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, be good to each other. We love y'all. Bye. Later. See ya. Bye.